Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. The following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. There's local politics, bud. I don't care about the weather. I can't control the weather. Don't want to talk about the weather. Do we not agree? Sustained effort and violence. It can be a total goat rodeo. Cool, neat story. Was that supposed to be funny? This is why nobody else can get on the sug boat. You know what? We couldn't get on the sug boat. It's a test. What's the point of kissing his ass if we can't get on the sug boat? It's a test. Y'all are haters and non-believers. Sug, sug. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Hello and welcome into this Monday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here. Great day to be a Brandon Suggs guy. Great day to be a pirate as we welcome you in to today's program thanks for tuning in on pirate radio 92.7 fm in greenville 104.1 in washington we're on 1250 930 you can find us online pr927fm.com and also watch the program on facebook and on youtube a lot of great goodies there some videos check out our youtube page at pirate radio tv subscribe and you can see the post game from the win over memphis on saturday and a whole lot more so make sure you check that out we got a great monday show on tap for you today coming up and just a little bit we'll talk to double b brian bailey less than 24 hours after his cowboys were eliminated from the playoffs uh we will discuss that i will not rag bailey too much but some ragging will be done so we got that coming up uh, in about 30 minutes or so. At 4 o'clock, we'll talk to Joe Dooley, head basketball coach of the East Carolina Pirates, already moving on from the fantastic win on Saturday because they're right back at it Tuesday night, 7 o'clock in Minji's, when UCF comes to town. And UCF has beaten East Carolina, is it 13 times in a row? I'll yes. have to look at that stat again. 13 times in a row. Yikes. So a, a tough one coming up on Tuesday night, but we'll talk to Joe Dooley about what happened on Saturday and get you ready for Knights and Pirates coming up on Tuesday. Billy Weaver will join us to talk about what's going on in the world of sports in the 4 o'clock hour. At 5 o'clock, Troy D will be alongside, and we will talk to former WCW wrestler and East Carolina alum Lodi will join us on the program. I remember him from his days uh, he was in the group with Raven in WCW. Uh, so we'll discuss those days, what he's up to now. He's actually about to wrestle Brock Anderson, son of Arn Anderson, who joined us on the show last week in a match coming up uh, later this month. So we'll talk to uh, Lodi coming up on the program today. Wrestling talk, huh? A little wrestling talk. I hear you. We got a, a lot of ECU alums all over the wrestling world. So sports, sports entertainment. I saw uh, Summer Ray is back at the Royal Rumble. Going to be in the Rumble coming up at the end of this month. Yeah, Danielle Monet, who is an East Carolina alum, lingerie football league legend. Yeah, she's gone on to do a lot of things since. Uh, I mean, it's been probably ten to twelve years when she first broke out of East Carolina, came by the Pirate Radio tailgate zone when she was. Uh, in the uh, lingerie league in Chicago, and then was that before she was Summer Ray? Yeah, she. she so we did, talked to her before she went to WWE. Yeah, she was just Danielle Monet that did the from Raleigh, from East Carolina, that did the lingerie football league. And then I think she hit WWE, and then she's gone on to do modeling, all sorts of stuff too. So uh, need, need to put her on the docket, Clip Brock, yeah, for PRL. 
uh, would be a definitely a, a good guest to get. But uh, yeah, a lot a lot of stuff going on in the world of, of course, Vince McMahon. I mean, how could I mean the man when it comes to wrestling that uh, owns it all? But uh, certainly, the uh, hour number three with Lodi will be very interesting. We got uh, Chandler Honeycutt here, Shirley Rhodes, C.J. Schaefer, Ellerby to my left. Uh, folks already chiming in on the Facebook Live. If you have a question, comment, you can do so there. And I'm going to do a uh, better job of monitoring our YouTube family. Thank you. Ellerby, because yeah. uh, they're people too, you know. Yes, don't discriminate. Just, you don't, I mean, you can be on YouTube or Facebook and be a part of the program. Clip Rock has done a great job this year already reading your comments so definitely jump in and uh congratulations to you on your captain status of the uh sug boat that uh has really uh kind of put you uh sug you know i i feel like you've been on this uh captain of the sug boat that's right since day one i I, dating back to 2019 ellerby and uh i mean you took it to the bank on saturday that I did. I cashed my check, and the bank was open on Saturday. John Moody chiming in says, Sug, 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 Sug. Thank you, John. Uh, Craig, who I believe is the person that sent me this ridiculous hat. Confirm that for me, Craig. Uh, he says he's hashtag Team Horn. Uh, there was a Team Horn versus Team Bell debate, Ellerby. Do you remember that from football? No. When they went from the Undertaker Bell on third down to the horn, the uh, uh, the uh horn. Yeah, 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 that we hear now, and uh, I liked the switch up, and which is why I have Team, team horn. horn somewhere yeah, on right the side up, of right my head. Right up here, uh, he says he's Team Horn for the Sugboat, Team Bell for Dowdy Ficklin Stadium. That's what Craig says. I think you need to look in the camera right now and say, "I'm the captain." Now. <laughs> <laughs> look at me, look at me uh are by the way are you team born uh team horn or team bell for third downs at dowdy ficklin stadium hmm, i'm good bells you're going undertaker bell yes all right uh so yeah we're fired up today on a monday brandon suggs game winning shot for the pirates to knock off memphis completed a 19 point comeback ellerby saturday night in Menjis. mayhem in Menjis as uh court got stormed clip and chandler came here and did a third half i mean it was i mean could there was there a better script to to finish the game with the sug boat hitting the bank shot it was meant to be i mean like you couldn't you couldn't have written a better script if you now i have been writing brandon suggs fan fiction oh you have at home so i choose your own adventure yeah yeah. (laughs) and uh and that it's almost like my script came to life ellerby on saturday now be honest what was more exciting the brandon suggs bank shot or the cowboys demise on sunday afternoon oh brandon suggs easy easy cowboy we knew dallas was gonna lose you knew they we were did going. not know that east carolina was gonna win on a game-winning shot on saturday you sure you knew you were that confident in, uh, the, in I, the cowboys i picked the 49ers so yeah did you did you get i mean what was your reaction when the cowboys game uh, there was a lot of laughter there was a lot of me hoping Mike McCarthy is going to be the coach there forever. I mean, were you on the? I mean, were you on the edge of your seat on both when like the end of the? You're probably standing up in Menjis, is oh, what yeah. I guess. And then like, were, were you standing up, sitting down, as the Cowboys came down to that last? Oh, point? I was just I was kickback laughing. You were kickback. Yeah. You were just relaxed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Much uh, 
much lower stakes than that one. Is, I mean, would you say, I mean, it's early in 2022, but uh, is, this has got to be the best victory Monday you've had all year. Uh, no doubt about that. In fact, uh, somebody brought it up on our third half. Like, I guess the question was rank them or what, you know, it was, help me out, Chandler, the Brandon Suggs game winner Saturday, the field goal against, against Navy, Navy. Or the Memphis win and to the, get us to the bowl game. The two-point conversion stopped defensively. Like, how would you rank those moments? Uh, I'd put the two-point conversion for Memphis because that was, I mean, that was like, I mean, that was, a, and then maybe... I don't know, man. They're all like win or lose, really. I mean, of course, the Navy game was win or tie. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you kind of got to put that third at the point because, it, I mean, like Brandon Suggs shot was win or lose. And the two-point conversion, so you always got to go, to me, always got to go football first. The Memphis football game, two-point conversion stop celebration, clinch uh, win number six. Brandon Suggs hitting the game-winning shot. And then because there would have been overtime, in the navy game so i think that's the order you got to rank them i went in order of like probability difficulty so number one i went with the uh the freshman hitting a kick that long to win a game in a clutch situation number two the out of bounds brandon sug shot and then number three stopping a two-point conversion because just the the odds the probability but as far as the moments go yeah, that Memphis stop did give us something we were hoping for for seven years. So, yeah, a seven-year itch. Yeah, I think, uh, and you know, football cures a lot of problems, so you, you automatically have to go with that. But all three very exciting scenarios, and uh, all three creating post-game magic here at the Pirate Radio Studios. A lot of fun on uh, Saturday. We watched it in Section 213, Chandler. And uh, update, um, we are going to be having... We've been invited to the captain's quarters for uh, Tuesday night's game, Ellerby. Oh, really? Courtside boys. Tuesday night in Menji's. Are you all celebrity status now? Yeah, we've... Uh, we've Are y'all been, like Captain and Tennille? We've been... <laughs> <laughs> Cliff, Cliff, I dare you to wear that hat courtside. There's no dare. He's got to. Tuesday night. <laughs> that hat will be worn. Okay. And if people ask, you just say... Exactly, because you're not on the <laughs> yeah. sugboat, and I'll be on their side because I'm not on it. <laughs> uh, we will be uh, courtside. At, at first, I was nervous about it. Pirates are undefeated at home. You shouldn't do anything right now to switch up the mojo, including mm-hmm. switching your seats. But we watched the first game this year uh, in the Billy Weaver section. We did, and some other seats that we thought was courtside. Does Billy- <laughs> That ended up was not courtside. Does Billy Weaver have a section? Yeah, the Weave section. Believe I, it or Weaver? I think it's the Brown and Wood section, okay. uh, courtesy of Brown and Wood. Um, so we have sat in other seats and watched East Carolina win this year. So I don't think we'd be taken away from the mojo. Because I am worried about stuff like that. I know. I'm I don't want no, to. I don't want to cost this team a victory. No, I'm the same way. I mean, I grew up very superstitious, and in some cases, I still am to this day. So by, by um, sitting courtside, you when make, it goes to be like going to courtside, I you know I can adjust to that change. Now, Clip says he doesn't want to cost this team a victory, but by sitting courtside, you really could because you could accidentally trip somebody. You I could, could act, be part of the game. You, you could. You, you could, could distract someone with your hat. I mean, you you could get into the game really a lot faster you could lose that you're not in 213 yeah and your actions could lead to results that could cause good or bad if things are back. bad in the first half i could always remove myself from courtside and go upstairs eject yourself yeah 
get out of here. Get it. I mean, throw yourself out of the game. I could leave. Would the you bench, give yourself uh, a technical? Wait, I could leave the bench like the Memphis guy did. Give yourself a technical foul. Yeah. Or Antonio Brown. <laughs> like do the like toss your shirt, toss your hat, toss your sunboat hat during a free in, throw. Into the stands. I'm on the other end of the court. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're like pumping up the crowd. Well, now, well, if you and Clip, if you guys are sitting side by side, every time Brandon Sugg scores, will you do the Sugg? Sugg. Sugg. I'll, I'll be glad to do it, but I'm not on the boat, so it's kind of an awkward situation. Mm, are you on the dinghy? <laughs> Sorry. I don't know if I want to be on the dinghy. <laughs> are, you, are you anywhere near the sug boat? No, I left the dock because I was tired of sitting there trying mm. to get on it. Yeah. And I, I mean, I've come to the point where I, it doesn't matter what I do. You, he no, had he's, a, I could save Clip's family. He had a chance. From a burning house. He blew his chance. And he'd say, nah. Dude. He's trailing behind the sug boat on one of those little... What do they call those uh, life preservers that you throw out? Mm-hmm. He's kind of like hanging on to one of those. Are you a part of Dooley Island? You on there? You excited about it? Yeah, absolutely. We're all on Dooley Island. Okay. Speaking of Dooley, and this is this is going to tell you how hard it is to get on the sugboat. I got a question for Clip Brock. Is Joe Dooley allowed on the sugboat? I would have to say no. Who, who, uh, is wow. who is the, what are the rules of the sug boat joe dooley benched brandon suggs second half cincinnati game didn't start him against memphis that to me says he's a non-believer wow so can't get on the boat <laughs> i mean the head coach <laughs> of this basketball that program is, harsh. is not even on a, uh, is not on the boat let's catch everybody up to speed including myself how many people are on the sug boat and how many spaces are, are available and how do you get on it? I not had, many. I had a moment of weakness and I believe John Moody's on. Really? And Josh Thomas is on. And we had the four And that su- is all. We had the four Sugsman, I thought, but I can't remember the other guy. It's just a four seater? <laughs> no, 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 no. There is plenty of seats. There's a roulette table. It's gambling. There's all uh, kinds of stuff on it. The problem is all these non believers, like, you can't just let them on now. Why? Don't you want more people on the No! I want people wagon? that deserve to be on it. So what? how do people get on the Sugboat? How do they pay their respects to the captain of the Sugboat to uh, get permission to come aboard? For, show me your proof. Uh, I need to see all your texts and social media posts that you've never said anything negative about Brandon Suggs. Okay. First, that that would be number one. I was going to say, like, show receipts of... Number two, have you praised him in the past? Number three, and this is kind of a Black Mirror. You probably not never seen Black Mirror on Netflix. No, I have show not. about technology. I'm gonna somehow need to get into your brain to see if you've ever had negative thoughts about Brandon Suggs. Do you have to come down here and take like a lie detector test? <laughs> that is a good way to do it. You can sit right over there. Mm-hmm. I'll ask you questions, and we will go over the result. That's actually a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever said? That was a terrible turnover by Brandon Suggs. No. Oh, ah, you liar. You liar. Uh, I'm having fun with this. All right. I'm taking victory laps today on this Monday. So uh, are you going to go more like Jack Nicholson or Spike Lee courtside Tuesday night? I mean, have you thought this out? No, I, I'm not going to insert myself. Are you going to arrive late like a Laker fan or just uh, just like make a grand entrance, get there early? No, this is not not about me. Not about you. No. I've, I found your, uh, your sound effect for... You know, when people ask if they want to get on the sug boat, okay. and you just simply just press this little button and it says, No. That's right. I have a button that uh, I can no. slap. 
as people no. try to get on <laughs> right the no several button. different ways to say no ron uh says don't wear that hat and then said you've already distracted some with the hat ron is not a fan of the hat ron is he hating uh, definitely not going to be on the sugboat. You need to look right in the camera and tell him who the captain is. Oh, that's right. John Moody's daughter uh, is on the sugboat. Uh, she oh. th- there was a video Saturday night after the game of her doing the sug sug, and I anointed her first. Now I've forgotten the ranks. First. Uh, I, I mean, if you're the captain, up. you make them up as it goes. <laughs> <laughs> first lieutenant, maybe first. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll have to figure out the exact rank. But it's a very exclusive club. It's in a club that Chandler has said he didn't want to be a part of, mm. and I'm granting his wish. He is not a part of it. And so. There's no way he can get on. No. The there is. Uh, John Moody just reminded me in the comments section. There is a honorary member on the Sugboat. Who's that? His daughter. Which he just mentioned. Oh boy. Thirty seconds ago. I mean, oh, Chandler. Crap. That might have been the fastest one ever. Of uh, Chandler has a history of bringing up I haven't things done it in this new that year. were just talked about. That might have been the quickest turnaround ever. I had, I had, we I, were literally. I ended a sentence, and then you're. That next. is the first time this year I've done that. Unbelievable. I mean, I, I was too busy, too busy uh, reading the comments. I think, I think you're not only not on the sug boat, but you're in the penalty box for at least five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Cut his mic off, Shirley. <laughs> Hey, Glenn, big dog, warm up the lefty over there. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, I just, I mean, I just felt dumber after just like his, his daughter is on the sugboat. He's <laughs> like, he's, his daughter's on the sugboat and I just happened to glance over and you moved just enough to where I could see Jonathan's face and his face was like, Chandler is the human echo and uh, just another example there. See, you never know. Somebody might have just tuned in .1 second (laughs) after you said it. If you're just tuning in. (laughs) If you're just now tuning in and missed the last .5 seconds. You can't be on on the sug boat because you're on your own boat (laughs) that's only focused on what you're going to say and not listening to the captain. The dinghy boat. (laughs) I mean, there's no way you let that sailor anywhere near your boat, captain. That's sure signs that it's going to well, sink. Well, don't worry, because I don't want on the boat at all. All right, serious question. Brandon Suggs hits the game winner Tuesday night. Your courtside clip. Uh, what happens? Well, first, I cry. <laughs> Second, I probably Chandler and I probably do a cool five-slash-handshake. Uh, third, I, I think due to these COVID times and probably my age as well i would not rush the court even though you're right there and go hug take two steps i probably wouldn't what if he came and wanted to hug you if he came to me arms open arms wide open Mm -hmm. arms wide open (laughs) i would definitely you'd hug i would embrace him with both arms okay all right and it would be a magical moment in minji's but we're, we're talking about a streak of 13 games that could be broken yeah yeah I mean, you're going to need to bring your good mojo on Tuesday night. I'll bring it. My my challenge is for others to do the same. All right. So. And, you, and you're definitely bringing the captain hat. So people that watch the know. game on ESPN Plus or people that are in Minji's and not, uh, as pri- not as privileged or not as a captain. I like to be a little more unassuming than that. I don't like to stand out, really. So I don't know. So y'all aren't wearing like the orange and blue tuxedos? 
I feel like that might be a little too much. I don't know, Chandler. Maybe I'll bring it in my coat and see how I feel. You should like wear the whole get up, like the um Captain's tubing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Shirley, we got the cut. Can we can we run the Jeff Charles audio? Yeah, I got it right. I didn't here. ask any like IMG or anybody. Can we just run it? You're the captain. <laughs> <laughs> IMG Learfield, soon to be Playfly Sports Network, Jeff Charles on the call. Uh, with Michael Perry on the final shot on Saturday night. Typically, the guy's Chester screen is going to be open. Tremont Robinson-White will inbound. Oh, he wow. inbounds it to Suggs. He'll take the shot. It's up and good. At the buzzer. At the buzzer. Brandon Suggs has Let's hit the see. shot. And they storm the floor. Let's see here. They storm the floor. And William Maria Mitchie's Coliseum. <laughs> The Pirates have won it, 72 to 71, and we're being swallowed up here by East Carolina fans. There you go. Uh, good job on the video putting Jeff Charles up there, Chandler. Way to get back on. Like made a mistake, but boom, right back at it, making money plays. Look, you get knocked down, guys. You but just got to get, up, get again. up again. Yeah, you're not a failure until you quit. That's right. That's great. Good stuff. Uh, but let's see. Let's see. The good news. Let's see. I'm doing my Michael Perry impersonation. Uh, The good news is. (laughs) Let's see. Let's see. The good news. Hold on, Jonathan. Let's see. Let's see. All right, good. I was going to let everybody know that Jeff Charles is safe, that he did not only get swallowed up, but uh, he got spit out because he came by the studio today and did his sports breaks. And we're calling him Jonah. You look forward to having him on the program on Wednesday. Was that the uh, the whale? You're the captain. <laughs> I guess all all ocean matters come back to me yeah. final approval. Whether it's on the Tar River, the Atlantic Ocean, you know. Contentia Creek. Yep. Whether you're on that uh what was that show I got hooked on for a while? The whale watcher, the one that were saving the whales against the uh, Japanese yeah. Uh, ships. Yeah. That was kinda interesting. You were a big little. uh Daily's Catch guy too. I watched that for a little while. That was pretty good. And yeah. then you realized every episode's the same pretty much. That's what my wife kept telling me. And I was like, nah, I mean I'm like I'm pretty sure different people are getting hurt and they're catching more crab on different boats. So All right. Uh man, what a win. That was fun. It was awesome. And All right, now let's see. Hold on. Let's go back and <laughs> <laughs> anytime they're, they're gonna look at it. I wanna go to like a um gender reveal for uh, <laughs> yeah. an expecting couple. It's it a is boy. a boy. Let's see. Nah, hold on. Let's see. They're, they're going to look at it. Let's see. We're going to have to wait. I've got to be there in the room. Let's see. Let's see. It is, you have to get Michael Perry on this week and see if he'll say, let's see. <laughs> let's see. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. Let's see. Um, all right. I'll reach out to him. Coming up Tuesday, Cy Seymour. Wednesday. So we were looking back. Chandler was looking back at Akeem Richmond's three against Weber State. Talking mm-hmm. about buzzer beaters. Yes. And um, he played the clip of Jeff and Cy calling the akeem three it's the same thing he he literally just says at the buzzer and we started connecting dots here tuesday on the show si seymour wednesday jeff charles thursday akeem richmond will join us wow because he was courtside saturday night in mengees giving the pirates some good mojo and we'll be courtside tuesday night that is correct it's all coming together ellaby mind Hmm. i got a question will you be there tuesday 
Uh, and why not? I'm planning to attend on Tuesday. And, All right, uh, Troy, you're planning to. Interesting. I, I am. I'm, plan- I'm planning to be there. And uh, fans of Pirate Radio on Instagram and Twitter can win tickets right now because we have two contests going on to win four tickets uh, yeah. to the game. So just go to at PR927FM on Instagram or Twitter, and you will see the contest. You can win uh, a T-shirt, a Domino's pizza, a gift card to AJ McMurphy's, where you can go see Captain Clip. Wednesday night. And, uh, and also a, four tickets to East Carolina UCF on Tuesday night. And a ticket on the Sugboat. No. 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 That's a separate giveaway. I was no. going to say, we should do a, like a giveaway on social media. That could be one of our biggest giveaways ever, LRB. Uh, entry to the Sugboat. <laughs> Does the sug, is the Sugboat on Twitter? At Sugboat? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, not yet. It's not If on, it did... I would have to block everybody but, like, the three people that yeah. are on. Is the at Captain Sugboat on Twitter? Have we, I mean, have we created these new spaces yet? Sug. Sug. Can we go? Sug. Sug. Buy the domain Sugboat.com. Sugboat.net. I mean, you know the answer to that. Sugboat.org. You're the captain. I'm the captain. So everything I ask now, you're going to say, <laughs> you're the captain. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, LRB, I need uh, some supplies here. You're the captain. You're the captain. You, you pay for it. <laughs> the uh, sug boat's expensive, you know? It is. I, I like going on friends' boats. And, right. then, and then at the end of the day saying, hey, it was a fun day on the sug boat. See you next well, time. Well, being the captain is a blessing and a curse. So Yeah, it's a lot of responsibility to be the captain. You All take right. a lot of the credit. Um, Susan says, I hope Ellerby and Troy appreciate Clip and Chandler went by the studio directly after the game with all their enthusiasm. Well, thank you, Susan. Yeah. Ellerby, did you appreciate that? We, I'm we, just kidding. He's already we, given his appreciation. We thanked you. We yes. gave you gold tokens. That was uh, that was fun. And we just we were here 30, 40 minutes or so. Uh, had a lot of people engaged. Had a lot of people interacting with us and enjoying in on the excitement. Suggs hits a game winner. You're here Tuesday night. Yeah, yeah, sure. Why not? Okay, we did have fun. Remember, I thought you were about to shut the shop down, and I wanted. I was like, "Hey, can we do five more minutes?" I was like, "I was so glad." Five more minutes, Dad. So, uh, but Friday you had said something about if we win, we'll go back. Do you mind coming back here with me to do a little post game show? I'm like, "Yeah, that's no problem." I'm gonna be honest. I really didn't expect us to win the I didn't basketball either. game even when they were coming back i did not and expect the, them to win I mean, in the whole second half we mentioned this on the on the third half the other night the deficit was between you know 12 and 15 points uh memphis on memphis's side almost the whole second half obviously until the end of the game so i'm not even thinking about coming back to the studio to do a post game show I, I, me neither. and the last two minutes of that game was so crazy that my mind went elsewhere like not thinking about having to oh if we win this game so Brandon Suggs hits the game winner, which we didn't even know from where we were sitting that it went off the glass. Yeah. Um, so it goes off the glass and in Pirates win. Me and Clip Brock are just going absolutely insane in section two thirteen. Then we go, Oh crap, we've got to go to the studio and do a post game yeah. show. Pirates I had, win. I had forgotten that I uh said I was gonna do that. You didn't do like the Bill Raftery? A little kiss. Onions. Little onions. Kiss. <laughs> a lot of onions there. Vance Jackson's three was absolutely huge. With one minute left, mm-hmm. uh, just a, a great game, fun, fun night, and it's the place to be. Be there uh, Tuesday, seven o'clock, two thirteen, or courtside. Yeah, we'll see you in one of those sections. Ellery, enjoyed it. See you next time. Hopefully for another victory Monday. When we return, we will talk about this more with Brian Bailey, and also how about them Cowboys? 
one and done out of the playoffs the 49ers knocking off dallas we'll talk nfl playoffs and more with double b when we return after this Listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at University Sportswear ENC.com. Now back to the show. Welcome back. University PC Care has been Pirate Nation's go to IT experts since 2006. They are the local tech support experts for any of your business needs. Let University PC Care take care of it so you can take care of business. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is your captain, Clip Brock. Ahoy, mateys. Welcome back <laughs> into the program. Back with you on Pirate Radio Live here on a Monday. Let's head out to the Pirate Radio Live line now and talk to the host of the Brian Bailey Show. We've got basketball football going on. we got ECU baseball coming up soon. And Brian Bailey had a full hour with Cliff Godwin earlier today at noon on the Brian Bailey Show. A lot of you were tuned in. If you were not, you can check it out anytime on Facebook at Pirate Radio TV. And uh, you can hear it on radio tonight coming up at 6 o'clock. Double B joins us now. Bailey, how you doing, man? bad for a monday after a cowboy loss in the playoffs yeah um and you you've already spoke about it on the air you uh dare you say you're not as upset as what'd you say you're not as upset as you thought you'd be how did you describe it i've handled it better than i thought (laughs) i really thought it was a possibility i really thought there were two possibilities in that game and one of them i mean you have the team that leads the league in penalties you know the playoffs kind of, you know, magnify and, and show some of your, you know, your deficiencies, basically. And I think that that's, that's what we saw. I mean, you just can't – you can't commit that many penalties in a game against – I don't think the 49ers are world beaters, but they're a good football team. Definitely a team that can beat you and definitely a team that did beat them. So. A lot of penalties you had. Uh, Dak didn't play his best game, fair to say? No. Yeah. Fair to say. And, I mean, I mean really – I really bought into the whole thing because Dak's a good quarterback. Is he a great quarterback? I think the jury's still out. And I think these are the type of games that you have to win to become a great quarterback. And, and you have to at least play well in these games. And he didn't play well. Yes, I think he missed a lot of receivers. Uh, there were so many. I just it, It's mind-boggling all the things that went on in that game that, that I questioned. But, uh, yeah, it was it's what the NFL is all about. That's why it's so sweet when you finally win one. And that's. I think it's God's curse since the late the seventies and the nineties. The Cowboys were so good, even in the eighties, but not so much. Not so much. And uh, I don't know if I've ever heard Bailey give up on a coach, and I, I'm not saying you are now, but um, you're starting to have some thoughts about uh, and some questions for Mike McCarthy, right? Well, I, I just think it, it comes up so many times about time management, clock management, and. I, I never, you know, when Jason Garrett was there, they were 8-8 eight and eight a lot, but, but I always thought he was in control of the game. I don't think they had the talent to be much better at times than, than, than that 8-8 eight eight record. But, you know, the Cowboys had a really good year. 12-5 and five is 
nothing to sneeze at. But you got to go in the playoffs. You got to. That's when you got to make your name. And I really was hoping that they would go in there and win that game, and then go to Tampa. I thought that would be a great game if Dallas played well. That would have been a great game, but we'll never find that, will we? Well, Jerry Jones wants him some glory hole, surely, but uh, he's going to have to wait another year, I guess. I want me some glory hole. Yeah. Maybe next year. How about Jerry World, where you can't even see your quarterback throwing you the football, Bailey? Yeah, I saw that, too. I'm not sure why that was built like that. I told you we should have built a curtain. You need a big old Jerry curtain there uh, for the stadium. All right, I said I wasn't going to give it to Bailey too much. Look, the Niners won. Do the Niners, uh, do they have a shot in Green Bay, Bailey? You know, unless Green Bay goes in and just takes them lightly, but I don't think they do, really. I I think that Green Bay will take care of business because I think what happens in that first round is that you kind of get some false, you know, sense of security with some teams and they go in and play a team. Although, Although, when you look at the AFC, I mean, the Chiefs look really good against the Steelers. And yeah, the Titans are number one seed, but you know they're not a big favorite this weekend. So, Yeah, uh, well, hold on. Uh, switching with uh, – getting back to the NFC real quick. Bucks, uh, they were up 31 nothing at one point. Eagles, probably the worst playoff team this year. Um, they will take on the winner of tonight's game. Who do you got tonight, Cardinals-Rams? Uh, I don't know. I don't care. I don't care. Oh no, Cowboys are gone. So you're you're done. <laughs> no, I'll watch it, but I I don't. Both teams have looked so good at times and looked so bad at times. Yeah, I'm really not sure which one. You know, but uh, Kyler Murray, I like the way he he runs around scrambles. I think he's really difficult to control, contain. So maybe I like the Cardinals a little bit. As far as matchups go, Bills Chiefs next week one of the best uh, divisional games you could ask for. That's going to be a lot of fun. It should be, and that's that's a great matchup, and you know, two outstanding teams playing well, and you know, and this is a great time of the year. By the time we get to Thursday and Friday, I'll be off shaking it off, and <laughs> be looking forward to hanging out, and watching the games, and not having to yell at my TV. So. All right, well, life goes on, Bailey. You got a game to cover tomorrow night. You were uh, one of the very few to be in Minji's when the Pirates knocked off Houston last year uh luckily you let some more people in the building this year and we got to watch it with you uh how about that one on saturday night pirates coming from 19 points down down 10 with two minutes i mean you never see uh, you rarely see i should say teams uh make up those deficits east carolina did everything right down the stretch uh, to get that win the other night it was fascinating really to watch and really so many times that we've seen that the Pirates will get a huge crowd in there and things will be rocking and yep. they'll, they'll lose the game and it's like, you know, people leave deflated. But, man, that crowd was so good. The lower bowl was full with about 20 minutes before tip-off, which is really unheard of. Mm-hmm. And just the way the crowd stayed for the game, even when they were down, they stayed. And down the stretch, I mean, they were a big part of it. And I tell you what, when, when Suggs threw that ball up, I, I shot shot that on my phone because Medor had the camera. He was shooting with a camera, and I really I thought, oh, that's going to clang off because it just didn't look like it was to me from my vantage point. But man, it hit the glass, kissed the window, and went through the bucket. I swear that was that was something to behold. Great, uh, just a great win, great comeback, and uh, the Pirates uh, holding serve at home, Bailey. They are undefeated at home. Got another challenge coming up Tuesday night with UCF coming to town. 10-0 for the first time at home since the 55-56 season. Wow. 
that's a long time ago yes sir yeah now uh we're gonna get greedy here and start asking for a road win soon right well i think so <laughs> i think i think what you're seeing though is is you know if we go back to the old adage about you know when you take over a program that hasn't had any success you you lose big, and you lose small, and you yeah. lose small. And we're seeing the Pirates win small. Yeah, and all these games have been tight. Even Cincinnati, which got away from them, they were down, what, 21, 23, whatever it was. They were able to fight back in that one. And every game this year has been, you know, it could go either way for East Carolina. They've had a, a blowout or two, I think, uh, on their side. But every loss this year – the, the Pirates have been there down the stretch. I mean, that's important moving forward. If they can stay in these games, then uh, they know how to win some of these games at the end. Yeah, and it's funny when I was reading some of the stories out of Memphis and they were saying how depleted their roster was. And I, I understand they had some COVID issues, had some guys out, but they had some studs in there. They had, they had three guys that will go in the draft yeah. in that lineup. So, I mean, I'm, I wasn't feeling too sorry for them. That old, I missed uh, no Rashid in the building on Saturday. Uh, do you know why he wasn't there, Bailey? No, I hadn't heard that. Yeah, he wasn't there, but uh, old Larry Brown, he was there uh, chewing out refs late in the game. I did see that. He was chewing out refs and chewing out players. He was <laughs> he was into it. <laughs> uh, fun night there. Going to be another fun one coming up Tuesday, 7 o'clock as East Carolina takes on UCF. Bailey, what's going on in the high school ranks right now? What do we need to know about? What are the headlines in high school basketball? Well, we had a big one this weekend, uh, Farmville Central and Kinston, a 9 o'clock tip on Saturday night. It was part of the MLK uh, tournaments that are going on. The, the one that was scheduled for Farmville today got canceled because of all the bad weather across the state. So they went ahead and canceled that early. But they did play Saturday night. Uh, Farmville won 61-45, and the game was called with about four and a half minutes to play. They had a fight in the stands, which is the second time yeah. late that there's been some problems in the stands in a high school game. So uh, they ended up you know, giving Farmville a win, 61-45. I think it was final 46. Don't, don't quote me on the final, but it was right at, in there. And it, it's just a shame. I mean, you know, fans make – we saw when you're not allowed to have fans, just how bad it is. But we can't have fans in the stands fighting, so we got to figure it out somehow. We're going to go back to not having any fans, and we just saw at Menchie's Coliseum the difference the fans can make. And I saw um, I was reading like a thread. I think it was Hoist the Colors or whatever. Uh, one of the message boards. The first time they had to call a game because of of something like this happening, and they were up there. A person was saying that. You know, the, the the kids these days, and they see these NBA guys, and they have no respect, and there's all this taunting on the court. And I was like, well, this wasn't the players. This isn't players, coaches. These are fans in the stands. The guys on the court are playing hard and then trying to win a basketball game. And these are, as Brian Bailey would say, a word you like to use, knuckleheads, uh, ruining it for everybody. That's the word I like to use, and that's what it is. Yeah. You just got to figure out a way to you know, root for your team and – yeah, leave the old team alone, but I know how it yeah, – especially you get a late night like that, you don't know what, what you're ended up with. So, yeah, it's been part of the problem too. Uh, Bailey, correct me if I'm wrong uh, because I was also following that story because, of course, I'm a Farmville Central grad, so I keep up with Farmville Central basketball. But uh, supposedly the fight took place. They were able to uh, escort the people that were responsible for the fight out of the gym but at some point, pepper spray was used, and that the pepper spray actually f- somehow floated into the gym area, 
and it began to affect the players, and that's why they called the the game off. Yeah, that, that's that's what I read as well. Okay, all right. I just wanted to make sure that I was thinking about the same incident. Yeah, and, they, and apparently that, that pepper spray was used, and and it was it was getting into the gym, and both coaches decided that hey, you know, it, it's we've had enough fun for one night. Let's go home and yeah. uh, hopefully cooler heads will prevail. And we'll have great. Cause we got some great basketball around here. We've got several teams that have an outstanding record so far. Uh, you know, we're about halfway through the high school basketball season. Playoffs are just around the corner. All right, Bailey. Uh, enjoyed the chat. Coming up Tuesday, for the first time on Pirate Radio Live, we will welcome on Garrett Short. He's going to join us here inside the Pirate Radio studios. Garrett of WNCT Channel 9. So we're going to uh, get to know him, Bailey, talk some sports with him. And uh, looking forward to my first chat with Garrett coming up on Tuesday. He's a really good guy. He's done a great job for us so far. I think he's really uh, found a new home at East, in Eastern North Carolina and at East Carolina University. He loves you know, going over and covering the Pirates. And so I, I think you'll enjoy that conversation. Good deal. And uh, great chat with Cliff Godwin coming up. Uh, I, I like the story you told about um, how you were walking and doing a lot of walking. And I guess uh, you got a pep talk from Cliff Godwin that still stands with you uh, to this day, right? I, I think about him every morning when I'm putting my gloves on. <laughs> so check out the Brian Bailey show. You can hear that and a ton about this really talented ECU baseball team, which will begin play next month, about a month away. So uh, that's exciting. All right, BB, thanks for joining us. Um, and sorry about your team. Maybe next year. That's all right. That's all right. Go Commodores. <laughs> all right. There is Double B, Brian Bailey, joining us here today on the on pirate radio live you can hear the brian bailey show coming up tonight at six we'll take a time out come back you're ready to wrap up hour number one coming up hour two joe dooley will join us at four o'clock billy weaver also later on in the show troy d will be alongside and we'll talk to Lodi. and i couldn't remember the name the group earlier uh, i remember he was with raven and that group in wcw chad chimes in and says raven's flock that was the stable he was a part of um says he's actually seen him here in greenville and in little washington wrestle so we will talk to Lodi, ecu grad longtime pro wrestler now a trainer and still a wrestler we'll get his story coming up in the five o'clock hour more to go on pirate radio live we'll be back with you after this Listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference at Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now let's head back in to the show. Here's Cliff. All righty, we got Monday night football for the first time ever in the playoffs. Uh, yeah. Wild card weekend, first time since I've been watching. Uh, it will be also be the last Manning cast, so the Mannings will be back. They got The Rock tonight joining them as one of their guests. Oh, nice. Who else was on that list? Larry Fitz and Russell Wilson for the second time will be on. 
so uh i'll be tuned into that because the mannings are uh, very entertaining and great game should be a good one between the cardinals and the rams we were split on this one with our picks uh that we did on thursday and surely you asked earlier for an update on those standings here they are cj is five and oh heading into tonight nice jalen is five and oh heading into tonight nice the chan man is five and oh heading into tonight nice uh myself tony dunn and shirley are four and one wow tony and shirley had the cowboys yeah that was the only one i didn't i had the patriots Sure. Yikes. Ooh. Big yikes. But on I that tell one. you what, this is a tough leg. Uh, the NFL is a tough leg. But this is a tough Peckham leg. This leg that we're in is a tough leg. I mean, listen, look. We'll talk to Sassy more Tuesday. So, uh, CJ and Jalen can tie at 6 0 if the Rams win tonight. If the Cardinals win, Chandler will go 6 0. So. That's what's at stake tonight. Looking back on that, I don't like that pick. I, uh, but I'll ride with it. I'm heavy on the Rams. I need the Rams to win tonight and win the Super Bowl. That would be fantastic. So uh, I do like the Rams coming up. You can hear the game right here on Pirate Radio. Also coming up tonight at 6, the Brian Bailey Show. As uh, he will talk to Cliff Godwin. If you missed it earlier, check it out. Um real quick cj let's get you uh in here or on the mic cj uh steelers go down adam uh plus 13 last night i'm sorry to hear that was feeling really good when tj watt ran in that touchdown and i was feeling pretty good too the rest of the second quarter the chiefs like broke records for how quickly they scored all their touchdowns yep it got ugly fast um the end of big ben how you feeling today um, so part of me going into the game, part of me was afraid, like, uh, if Ben had like a crazy good game that half the fan base would be like, Ben, come back next year. I'm very glad that we don't have to because <laughs> I was watching it last night and I was like, wow, I thought I was at least going to be sad to see Ben leave, but I'm not sad. I'm <laughs> ready to move on. It is sad to see these quarterbacks when they play their last games and look the way they do. Peyton Manning was lucky that he had Von Miller and all those guys on the defensive side of the ball because he was he was bad his last year and they were able to to go out a winner. Um, Shirley's idol Dan Marino. What was that? Let's see. His last game was that playoff game against the Jaguars, and the score was sixty-two to seven in Dan Marino's last game uh brett Favre kind of ended his career did he end with a pick in the playoffs against the giants i want to say uh there in minnesota so like eli went out with a whimper he got benched for geno smith uh in his last year philip rivers went out with a playoff loss um last year in the playoffs so like it's very rare you get the john elway peyton manning ending in fact it only happens if you're an old broncos quarterback apparently so if Drew Locke stays his whole career, he's going to have one. He's got a, a shot at that. Or if Ben goes to Denver next year. Benver. All right. The Benver Broncos. <laughs> Who's on board? So, yeah, uh, at the end to the season, Mike Tomlin finally has a losing record. 
his playoff record goes to eight and nine with the pittsburgh steelers so there you go uh one good thing for you cj you had already resigned yourself that this was going to be a loss and likely a pretty sizable loss so when you have that going into the game you don't feel as bad during the game right no it was pretty easy to get over in fact when it was seven nothing i i didn't even celebrate very much i was like well (laughs) we just made him mad it'll it's over now a golf clap yeah that's the worst thing you could do is score a touchdown on the chiefs exactly that woke him up all right well good luck with whatever scrub you have for the next 15 years your glory days are over you can join the real world now of crappy quarterbacks playing for your team right shirley and chandler jeez <laughs> don't even get me started well yeah i'm i'm in the off season oh, well, there's gonna be a whole lot of who's your quarterback coming up in the off season i am the off i'm in the off season so i'm not talking about panther football wait you're not talking about panther football the next eight months mm, nah. <laughs> all right chandler. he does not he is not talking about it he has excused himself from all panthers football talk I'm, for eight months i think i'm more scared to see how this offseason goes and more nervous are you nervous than ever before chandler are, are you nervous, nervous? very <laughs> heard both heard that heard both of you guys say you were uh scared a lot of scared football fans I'm right scared. now scared yeah i'm riding high because momentum's the thing right you want to finish out strong right now the washington fill in the blanks are the hottest team in the nfc east they end the season with a one game winning streak the cowboys eagles and giants enter the offseason losers of one straight over a team. that's what the team's name should be by the but, way you know the fill in the blanks fill in the blanks great to get a win always i mean i wish we can get more wins but uh that win did come over a team that ran a quarterback sneak on third down to nine on their very own well we didn't beat some clown organization we beat a good organization according to joe judge who has that they wanted to come back (laughs) who has since been fired it's so funny that he said that do we have any hires in the nfl no but a lot of searching going on well supposedly the texans are are interviewing or have interviewed brian flores which i'm still freaking angry about i hate getting old and seeing like gerard mayo his name was up there for a uh, head coaching job he's coaching with the patriots i figured he was probably still a lot um so i've heard that i did see brian flores said he would not and I, I don't know what who attributed this to him or if it's just, but I saw a tweet so who knows if it's real or not that Brian Flores would not agree to a head coaching job like with the Bears and there was another team too until they hired a GM like which I think okay, is smart well, yeah I think that's fair yeah but you also have to look at it okay first of all we have seen a string of coaches that we don't know hardly anything about that gets hired for example Sirianni yeah Sirianni uh you know I didn't really know who Joe Judge was you know prior to him becoming the head coach of uh the Giants David Cully had been around forever I'd never heard his name before oh yeah Yeah, yeah. and this is more about like I guess if you're really into it you know who Sirianni Brandon Staley guys like that are i I don't really follow the coordinators that but much. But you know who Kyle Shanahan is. Well, yeah, he's got a famous dad. he's got a famous dad, but you know, he comes from a lineage of of a good football coach. And he was with Washington, so. Yeah, but, 
But explain to me why guys like Biennemi and Byron Leftwich, whose names have been tossed around the last few years about, you know, possibly becoming a head coach somewhere, are passed over for people that we just don't know where the hell they're coming from. I like the Leftwich to Jags. I mean, it's a pretty think, natural fit. I think that's a very natural fit. And yeah. I also think that Biennemi, he deserves a chance to be the head coach. Uh, namely because old NFL primetime Chris Berman called him Eric sleeping with the enemy and we could use that even more in everyday lingo. Uh, update on the Panthers offensive coordinator search. Uh, as of today we have added a candidate to that list. It being just talking about the Giants and Joe Judge a former head coach of the Giants, Ben McAdoo and Cowboys uh, consultant I wouldn't be a bad hire. So um, I was hoping you were going to say Jason Garrett. <laughs> I was really hoping the Clapper was going to join your franchise. Just because that would just cap things off. There wouldn't off. be much clapping if he was a part of our if franchise. It was, no, Jason no, Garrett. No, he'll clap regardless. He, Whether he, you're winning or losing, he's clapping. He's a lot like the captain of the sugboat. No matter how it's going, he's clapping. He is clapping. He's clapped more times in despair than he has joy. So he'd be clapping up a storm over there, Chandler. Would you rather have Jason Garrett or Scotty Montgomery? Jason Garrett. <laughs> <laughs> this just in. Chandler wants Jason Garrett to be the next offensive coordinator of the Panthers. You heard it here first. That That is false information. That's fake. That's fake news. I asked you a question. You no, said, no, no. You asked me, did I... Would I rather have Scotty Montgomery or Jason Garrett? I said Jason Garrett yeah. over Scotty Montgomery. You chose Jason Garrett. You just Garrett. said breaking news. Yeah. Chandler wants honey. Uh, Chandler <laughs> wants honey because he's Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> Chandler wants Jason Garrett as the offensive coordinator for the Panthers. That is not true. So you want Scotty Montgomery? No. <laughs> breaking news is no. Look, he would have gotten so mad. He was no. about to cuss at me. No, look, listen, 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 look, 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 look. listen, listen. Are you looking? Look uh, at me. Oh, I forgot. Look at me. I'm the cop. That now. is fake. Can news. I cover my ears though? No. Or do I have to listen? No, listen. All right. I do not. You asked Jason Garrett, Scotty Montgomery. Yeah. Out of the two options, I want Jason Garrett. Overall, I do not want Jason Garrett. Shirley, tomorrow, remind me to do a supercut of Chandler saying he wants Jason Garrett as the Panthers offensive coordinator. <laughs> Just to upset him. Because seven minutes ago, he said, I'm not talking about the Panthers. And now we've got him all riled up. No. You see how short of a time period that, that went? No. That was I'd great. Say I, this is why I do not want to talk about the Panthers. Okay, all right. The way I'm getting right now. I want right. a little more pep in my step. I want oh. a little more pep in my staff. Offensive coordinator Pep Hamilton, defensive coordinator Julius Peppers. Double the pep. Hey. Double the pep, huh? Huh? All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. When we return, we'll talk to the head basketball coach of your East Carolina Pirates, Joe Dooley, will join us on the Pirate Radio Live Line. Got that on the way. We're back with you after this.
This hour of PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference in Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Greenville Utilities Neighbor to Neighbor program provides help for those who need temporary assistance with their utility costs. And you can make a difference. Your tax-deductible donation can be added to your GUC, uh, GUC bill each month. Or you can make a one-time donation, and GUC will match all donations up to $20,000 each year. Consider helping a neighbor with GUC's Neighbor to Neighbor program. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Brock. All back with you here on Pirate Radio Live on a Monday. Clip Brock, Troy D. alongside. Hey, hey Clip. Doing, Troy? Doing good. Jumped in a little early. Figured kind of missed you guys <laughs> okay well, good to see you yeah good to see you too welcome back yeah uh coming up in the five o'clock hour we'll talk to uh one of troy d's old schoolmates classmates yeah Lodi, the loadster aka Lodi rules brad yeah that was yeah yeah so Lodi uh from wcw was part of raven's flock uh still wrestling still training and uh seems to be quite a character troy d so looking forward to hearing that it's got a great personality great story and uh, a lot of folks may remember him from his ecu days so if not uh it'll still be a real interesting interview got that coming up got billy weaver later on this hour uh we'll talk to joe dooley in just a moment thanks to everybody for tuning in today and shout out to uh one of our youtube watchers robert d uh who reminded me to remind Bryce Williams about the Manning broadcast tonight. We talked about it last Wednesday with Bryce. Well, dang. Is that tonight? I totally would have forgot to remind Bryce about that. What Crap! Are so I sent him a text. Robert, You that's that's fantastic work by you. Thank you for reminding me. What do they do again, Cliff? Troy Adams. Monday night football's on Monday. I'm confused. What channel's that on again? I hadn't, t- I hadn't said this one on the air. I didn't even mention it to Bryce last week. <laughs> Monday, January 10th at 2 o'clock. He sent me a text and said, hey, Clip, what channel is the national championship on? <laughs> like, what bubble is this guy living in? Not like, is, ESP, is ECU on ESPN3 this right. week? I can see people getting confused on that. This is the national championship. This is the Alabama-Georgia. Yeah. What channel Your is Your option on? is basically ESPN or ABC. And, and, and or I, probably both. But I, And I love Bryce. <laughs> but he can just look it up. Well, no, we talked about that. Well, I said, hey, why Clip. does it, does he have Google? And Clip was like, Google well, oh, Clip, what what website is that Google? What again? website is Google on? <laughs> Dang. How, do, how do I find Google? Now, how do I Google? get, how do I get <laughs> Google? I got a new phone. It don't have Google on it. What do I? What do I do now? Do I, I da- how do I download Google? It's like they put the brain of like a man in 1917 <laughs> and put it in, and put it into the head of Bryce Williams. Yeah. yeah, and I love Bryce, but man, he does live in a bubble. What is a TV? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm uh, a we, dork. we just survive on the land. So uh, we love Bryce. We'll, Hunting, fishing, he knows. But I'll see if he. Uh, that's all he could do back then. Yeah, yeah, that's why. 1917. He's yeah. in that mindset. He can survive on the land. Yeah. Uh, we will talk to Bryce coming up on Wednesday's show. Unpopular opinion. Don't like the Manning cast. Not wow. A fan, not a fan. A, I have tried it, and I just can't stick Why? with it. I, it's just like, I don't know. I And I've tried these other alternate broadcasts. It's not them as much as I just am a traditionalist. Like, I even thought about flipping over to the Nickelodeon thing for the Cowboys thing, because I thought that would have been That's funny. That's not for me. I just couldn't do it. Like I can't. <laughs> It's for kids. But I'm saying any of like you know how they have all these other alternate broadcasts, especially for the national championship game. I flipped over on the Texas A&M coach one. 
Um, Jimbo. Yeah, I couldn't. I, that bored me. I just can't. I just need the regular play-by-play and color analyst. Yeah, I think I just, the, the Mannings are great. You're right. That I think is an unpopular. It is opinion. unpopular. I know it's unpopular, and I probably shouldn't say it, but I just I can't get into it. People wouldn't have mind that, or you know, I think a lot of people like the Manning cast, but there was a few years ago that nobody, I don't think nobody in the world liked the Monday Night Crew. Uh, and I cannot remember uh, who it Booger, was. McFar- Booger McFar, uh, Booger, Joe Tessitore. Joe they Tessitore. Were ba- yeah, they were bad. See, now that, I think that it would just go through the roof. True. If uh, if that was the crew, but the crew now is pretty good. Yeah, they just hadn't been able to find one and stick with it. You remember they went the uh, the Dennis Miller route, Troy D back God, in the day? That was awful. I, I never know. understood that. And I even they even had Rush Limbaugh one time on now, ESPN. That he was, was pre-game a guys. pregame really? like, on the he, pregame desk. He was on. Yeah, he was on with uh, with uh, Chris Berman and those guys. I remember. Like he was doing ESPN. Yeah, he was on the I, pregame. Just, show. I never thought that was that a is fit. Breaking news to me. Yeah, well, go, Google one for you. Breaking I'll have to news. Google go it Google up. it up. Now, how do I do that? Um, <laughs> I will tell you this: the guy I think I like the best now broadcasting, as far as color analysts, maybe also an unpopular opinion. Um, uh, Romo. Oh, Romo. Tony Romo. Tony yeah, Romo. Romo's a beast. I, I, I don't like, think that's is, unpopular. He's, I got to tell you, I think he is excellent on the air. Why I like him is I really enjoy his commentary. I think he's pretty genuine in his joy of football and how much he enjoys his job, and he does a great job breaking it down. He does. I, I, I'm he, a fan of him, and he's just he's good. He knows when to talk and when not to talk. And I got to tell you, being a color analyst, that might be the most important skill: when to speak. And when to keep your mouth shut. Let's look have, at it. I have a let's, feeling. When not to speak. Let, let, let's look. And when not let's to take ru- a look. Hold on. Let's take a look. Let's take a note. When not to ruin the Troy, let's take a look. Take a look. Let's take a look, Troy. There could have been a magical moment. They're going to look at it. And sometimes you just have to shut up. <laughs> Hold on now. Let's look at it. Let's just, see. Hey, Michael Perry's learning on the job. I know, and I like Michael Perry, but man, just be quiet and let the goat do his job. Let Jeff Charles paint that picture. I agree. And then say whatever you want to say, which had no bearing on the game anyway. I agree. Do you not agree? It, he absolutely ruined that call. It and didn't I am, get ruined. He just, he, he, he talked too much. And Play it seemed a little like time it, for it, people that don't know. And it seems and like. And I like Michael Perry. I'm not bashing him as a person. I'm bashing him as a broadcaster. This is a teachable moment for him. That's what I say. He's learning. I, this isn't the first time. I talked to Jeff Charles earlier this year about it. I'm like, Michael Perry's got to stop stepping all over you. I've talked to Michael Perry about it on this show. He, if this was his he player, he'd bench this player. Maybe <laughs> cut him. Transfer portal him. <laughs> Play it, Shirley. Typically, the guy who sets the screen is going to be open. Tremont Robinson-White will inbound. Oh, he wow. inbounds it to Suggs. He'll take the shot. It's up and down. At the buzzer. At the buzzer. Brandon Suggs has Let's hit the see. shot. Let's see. And they stir him the floor. Let's see. Here. Let's see. Let's see it. And William Maria Mitchie's Coliseum. The Pirates have won it. 72 to 71. And we're being swallowed up here by East Carolina fans. Let's see what. See if it counted. Of course it counts. And if it doesn't, deal with that later. Don't mess up Jeff's call. All right, why are you? Okay. I just make right. this is a have hot you, button issue Have you issue contacted him? Not yet. Okay, well, I've contacted Jeff Charles about it. It does. Uh, it irritates me too. I'm not. I mean, I'm gonna, I'm sure. I, it it could have been a better call. But I know it's just it's the, still a good those call. Those magic moments in Minji's don't happen that often. Is my point. 
Those are very rare. That's right. That might be a once in a five year, once in a decade type of deal where you have everything come together like that in a big game. Man, let Jeff be Jeff. But at least myself, Chandler, and Troy were able to see it That's live. That's right. You're right. Were you there? I was able to see it live, Clip. <laughs> you were absolutely right. This guy. He did see it live. I did on see it te- live. On his television. <laughs> were you watching it live, at least? I was watching, but I was not able to be there in person. Well, that ain't it. Is that what you're, is that what you're getting <laughs> That's right, Coach. That ain't it. That ain't it. <laughs> I was listening to Michael Perry ruin the call. You were watching no, it and no, listening? No, I heard Michael Perry after the fact. Yeah. yeah. All right. Great win. Wait, I, I'm going to explain I do this. plan to be there Tuesday. I had a conflict you plan. Saturday. I, I'm going to explain this. This is what I think. I think in his mind, and I think he might have mentioned this, you know, on the show with you uh, a few weeks ago. I think it's the coach in him, you know, because the coach, when he's on, on the on Well, the yeah, court, he's saying instead he's of thinking his, it, he's, he's telling his guys, hey, stay he's here. He's got to learn to think it and not say it. He, exactly. Well, he's not a coach anymore. Now he's a broadcaster, and he needs to yeah, think like a broadcaster. I, yeah, I know, but, like, it's his first year. We've already said this, but he just he needs to learn to speak when he needs to speak, when yeah. he can speak. Yeah. Learn but, from Tony Romo. And learn from and there's been other moments and other play-by-play and color analysts that that's happened to that drives me just as crazy. Oh, yeah. Kevin Rose done it to Jeff a couple times, I think. He did it too. against Navy. Yeah. I mean, I he think He did it against Navy. But I think his no flags added to the excitement on the block punt call against Virginia Tech, where he's just screaming no, no flags, flags on the field. field. Yeah. Like, it's part of the legendary call now. So, you know, it's, it's give and take. All right, moving along. All right, sorry. This isn't even your segment. I know, I'm sorry. I just, sometimes you just got to know when to be quiet, Clip. <laughs> <laughs> you know Did what? I just Michael Perry you? We'll see. Thank you. Troy is teaching lessons here. Yes. Uh, that, that was a great lesson learned right there. All right, let's head out to the Pirate Radio Live Line. Talk to Joe Dooley, head basketball coach of the Pirates. East Carolina wins a thriller over Memphis. He joins us here today. Coach, how you doing? I'm doing well. How are you guys? Hey, doing great, Coach. Great win over Memphis Saturday, Menji's Coliseum. And, uh, Coach, when you win a game like that, when we talk to the football guys, they always say it's a 24-hour rule. you got 24 hours to celebrate it before you move on to your game next week. When you play, you know, another big game three days later, how much time do you give yourself and uh, give your players uh, an opportunity to enjoy it before you start looking at UCF? Well, it's, for us, it's 24 minutes. Uh, you know, we've got uh, you know a quick turnaround. Obviously, we we had to do some stuff for UCF yesterday. We'll, we'll practice for UCF today again, uh, then play tomorrow. You know, these games come really quickly. You know, we we already had pre-scouted obviously Central Florida. We ended up watching Central Florida, South Florida that night. Uh, what you do is you you know you take some of the things we did wrong against uh, Memphis, try to clean those up on Sunday, and also give them a little preview of who we're playing in Central Florida on Tuesday. Looking back at that Memphis win, Coach, you get down 19, you're down 10 with two minutes left. Uh, th- that's not a recipe for winning games usually. So how was your team able to get that done uh, on Saturday facing so much adversity? Well, I think we clipped, clipped away, you know, a little bit, uh, you know, right away at the end of the first half. And I thought we started to get a little traction. I thought in the second half we had some plays where we missed a bunch of shots. There was three or four loose balls we had that we didn't get, and they converted into points that were sort of back-breaking. But we, you know, when we got it close, we made some plays. Obviously, Tremont had a couple steals and some really huge plays. Uh, Vance Jackson hit a big three, and then uh, as did Tristan Newton. And then, you, you know, we got some defensive stops. We were fortunate they missed a couple free throws, and Brandon made a really heads-up play and back cut. 
down himself a layup. And Brandon Suggs struggled Wednesday night against Cincinnati, came back with a big performance against Memphis, uh, hit the game-winning shot. I know you talked about it post-game, Coach. And we've seen that from uh, a lot of players who have kind of struggled, whether it be Vance Jackson, then come out, have a big night. So night to night, it seems like your guys are locked in no matter what's happened previously. Well, Brandon made a, you know, really struggled at Cincinnati on, on Wednesday and uh, didn't score and then came back, uh, you know, was, was very efficient. I thought he was very solid defensively, did a really, really nice job moving without the ball, got us a couple layups, uh, made a couple shots, actually had a big three I thought was going in, right in front of our bench late in the second half. But uh, I was happy to see him bounce back and, and be rewarded for, for staying positive. And, Coach, uh, some big shots in that game. Brandon, of course, to win it. Vance Jackson, a three. Tristan Newton hit a clutch one down the stretch. And also down the stretch, the press seemed to really work and affect Memphis. And you guys seemed like you, you were kind of under control no matter how frantic it got. Uh, how pleased were you when things got down to the wire, your team was able to, to press and get some turnovers there? Well, the play that Trey Tremont made on the on the inbound play was just I mean, he, the angle he, he took. He got it. Just made a great heads up play to get us a layup. And, uh, I think even you know even the presence of mind when we we got the ball down the court, we didn't have a timeout. We were able to sort of get the ball to the basket. Obviously, Duran's hard to get a shot up around, but uh, I just think the guys you know stuck with it. They they I thought we moved the ball better in the second half. I didn't we didn't think we played particularly well in some regards. A lot of that Memphis players made us not play well. I mean, you can't simulate their speed and athleticism so until you see it for a little bit and you figure it out. It's hard to play against. Coach, you, you put out a video before the game on Saturday, I think on Friday, urging the fans to get out and watch this team, and, and the fans answered the call. Uh, that was a fantastic atmosphere on Saturday. How, how much does that energize uh, the team when they see all those people out there cheering for them? Well, it's awesome, but you know I, we talk with our guys all the time. It's our job to to make the fans excited. I mean, that's not the fans' job. I mean, it's, it was an unbelievable. The last two three minutes when we made a little run was spectacular. And, uh, you know, I, and I don't know that fans believe this, but they can turn a game around. I, you know, we've seen it get get you some momentum, get you some adrenaline, and we started stringing some stops together in that last you know minute or so. The place was, was rocking, and it was great to see our fans rewarded. And coach, uh, you know, fans will will talk about moral victory sometimes. It's all about wins and losses. But when your team responded the way they did in the second half against Cincinnati Wednesday night, obviously you don't, you know, rah rah after the game because you lose it. But you know, d- does that have a factor? You know, that you're able to come back against Memphis because you had done it the previous game and played a good second half. Well, I, you know, we we've, we've got to not put ourselves in harm's way like we did in <laughs> yeah. a couple of games, and that's easier said than done. It's easier said than done, but the problem was we, you know, we 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 dug ourselves a hole, so we had to figure a way to dig ourselves out. Uh, we did uh, on Saturday. We didn't, you know, we had opportunities against uh, Cincinnati. You know, we were down five. And we had a couple. We had a turnover on a base on on an inbounds and a you know missed wide open three. And you know, if that three goes in, does it change the game? We don't know. But you also we also can't turn the ball over like we did the one situation when we were down six with the ball and. Uh, you know, you know, this time, you know, Cincinnati made their free throws. Unfortunately for us, this time, Memphis didn't make their free throws. ECU uh, put out a video, J.J. Miles celebrating in the locker room, talking about being undefeated at home. So that's obviously something that the players are aware of. I guess you talk about, Coach, and, you know, how important is that to, to protect serve uh, when you're in a tough league like this? Oh, it's, I mean, you look at the net of the – I think the net of the teams are playing these last – these next six games is, you know, like 52 or 54. I can't remember the exact number – that means you're playing, you know, teams that are in the top 30 percent in the country when it averages out. Uh, Central Florida's already beaten. You know, already had a great win over Michigan. 
Uh, you know, it, it looks is very tough. Had a you know, good net. Uh, struggled a little bit against South Florida, but I think the, the, to have a good season, you have to win your home games and try to steal on the road. And speaking of uh, JJ, uh, did not play on Saturday. How, how is he and the, the team doing health wise heading into Tuesday night? Uh, he's day to day, getting better. So we'll see. Uh, you know, as we practice and try to get some of these guys back together, we'll hopefully get a, a little bit more news on him. I think the rest of the guys are doing pretty well. All right, Coach. Uh, what's the key or two to win it on uh, Tuesday night? What, what stands out about this uh, Central Florida team? Well, they're an elite defensive team, so we're going to have to be able to move the ball. And uh, you know, Green and those guys offensively could, you know, very athletic up front. Not going to be able to give up a lot of offensive rebounds and, and keep them off the backboard. Joe, looking forward to a, uh, another fun one coming up Tuesday night, seven o'clock. Menji's Coliseum with East Carolina taking on UCF. Appreciate your time today, Coach, and uh, good luck on Tuesday night. Thanks. Have a great day. There is Joe Dooley joining us today on Pirate Radio Live. It's great uh, when East Carolina will release some of the locker room videos. We get to see Joe smile a little bit. We get to see him cuss like his uh, like he tends in, to do in his natural habitat. The real Joe, like, yeah. but he he's just he, you don't see him smile too much. So it was good True. to see him have fun uh, for a very brief moment on he's, Saturday night. And I've gotten to know Joe over the years. He's kind of got a very dry, witty sense of humor off the air you know and off the court he, he's a funny guy once you get to know him but you're right that you don't get to really see that side of no. him if all you see him is coaching and the interviews after a game and stuff he's very strictly business yeah and when but, the pirates are losing it's not very fun either right so uh hey more of these wins maybe we'll see more smiles from joe dooley yeah real joe dooley starting to emerge <laughs> i enjoyed seeing the video of him jumping up like in excitement whenever they finally announced that the basket was good which brandon suggs got it off in plenty of time and so well let's see I, I, hold on a second hold on a second let's see hold on a second let's see so uh, but uh but yeah you don't get to see that from joe a lot and so he was very proud of his ball team Speaking of emotion, how about uh, Kirby Smart? Did you see the jumps that guy has? The picture oh, on the interception when he uh, intercepted the ball. Yeah. Wow, there's a photo. It looks like he's eight feet in the air. The way his legs are raised, and it's up. funny because he's telling him to go down. He's like, he go ran down, down go the down. entire sideline, saying, he, "Go down, go down," and the guy ran in for a touchdown. Yeah, yeah, that was an amazing picture. Yeah, of, he got up. Yeah, of, of emotion. Of You're right. Emotion. If if you would have t- like asked what is his vertical, could I would have never guessed high? that. He was a lot higher than I thought he could ever get. Totally. Let's take a time out. We'll come back. More to go here. Hour two of Pirate Radio Live still to come on today's show. Pro wrestling veteran Lodi will join us coming up in the five o'clock hour. Brad Kane. I'm looking forward to hearing uh, Troy D and Lodi talk about their times at East Carolina. I'm looking forward to reminiscing. Yeah. Those I mean, this is time. right in your wheelhouse. This is. Me. This is uh, 90s ECU. This is downtown Greenville when it was in its prime. So we have some stories coming up. Well, and Lodi, Lodi worked at a number of uh, the establishments that I used to be a patron of. So yeah. if you're, if that's your era of I East Carolina, you're going to enjoy this concept. I don't know how much he's willing to talk about, but I'm going to try and get as much out of him as I can. And I got some wrestling, old uh, wrestling questions for yeah. him, too. So uh, looking forward to that in the 5 o'clock hour. More to go on Pirate Radio Live after this.
This hour of PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference in Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Uh, Do you have real estate questions about buying or selling residential or commercial properties? Are you curious about this current real estate market? Or do you need a property manager for rental houses? ECU alum Scott Harris with REMAX and SD Harris Properties can help answer every question you have and show you a stress-free real estate experience that will be memorable and enjoyable. If you have real estate questions, Scott has answers. Call Scott Harris today at 347-1857. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Rock. All righty. Back with you here on Pirate Radio Live. Shirley Rhodes hitting buttons. Chandler Honeycutt clicking the mouse. CJ Schaefer putting in quote tweets for our pirate radio social media everybody hard at work here on this monday on this martin luther king jr holiday everybody so, has a role and is uh, using the role to their potential great job great job uh troy it is january 17th do you know what i plan on us doing one month from today month from today uh it's probably baseball related it is not but I'm planning Thursday, February 17th, just just us two, nobody else. Okay. Participating in the 2022 Fantasy NASCAR Draft. Oh, uh, count me in. That will be the the Thursday I, before the Daytona 500. I will clear my schedule and would love to participate with the two-man draft again. That's one of my favorite things we do, actually. We'll do it live on the air that Thursday. How's yeah. that sound? It's really fun and I think entertaining. It's the only time of the year we think about NASCAR. Yeah, and then we just exchange money the rest of the year. That's pretty much how it goes. I took you to the Cleaners 2020. 2021 was the year of Troy D. Yes. Motorsport. So this is really kind of uh, this is going to be an interesting year. This is the rubber year. Yep. Who's who's going to win? Where out? the rubber meets the road. So we'll start totally fresh this year. Totally fresh, and uh, we'll see what happens. How All many right. drivers do you want to do? Six again. Uh, six is a good number. Okay. Six on each side. Yeah, that's cool. Twelve man. total. All right, uh, coming up Thursday on the show, we're going to talk to a former Pirate, the hero of the CIT Championship, Akeem Richmond, will join us on the program. We'll see what he's up to. He was courtside at the game on Saturday. Oh, was he? Checking so out Pirate he, he basketball. He was sitting on the court. He was courtside, Yeah, which I will be. So no one was in front of him? I will be courtside coming up Thursday night, me and Chandler. I heard you mention this earlier, Clip, yep. and it made me wonder. You, you were supposed to be courtside last time, and you ended up being in the purple seats, which the purple seats are kind of the ring in the second level. So you could be front row purple, but you're not courtside. We were nowhere near courtside. I, I they was, were built as front row. You told me you were going to be courtside. I Billy, looked for you, and then I waved to you. And then I saw someone that looked like you. I took a picture, and it was you. Billy Weaver said, hey, you, you want to sit front row tonight? And I guess... I. This is my bad. Front row balcony. <laughs> yeah. Like, there are a lot of front rows yes. at Minji's. Yeah. Um, I took front row as front row of the entire Minji's Coliseum. Right. You took front row as courtside. It really courtside meant... are really different. Those are yeah. unique seats, but you see a lot of the a lot of teams have gone to courtside seats. So I had egg on my face. I was not courtside. Yeah. I was, uh, but they were great seats. Thanks, Weave. Now, have you ever sat courtside before? I have. Yeah. I was you got florida a&m a few years ago it's interesting down there you really have to pay attention i got those uh i believe they were dandy don edwards uh oh, yeah. court sides well let's not drop too many names 
why not dom may not want people begging him for the courtside seats hey people don't beg i didn't <laughs> beg him i was just granted seats but my point i was going to make is you have to pay attention because one you could get hit with a ball easily down there a player could run into you and if you're on your phone you'd miss it and it could get you know clocked that is true as a basketball yeah. fan i do pay attention during the game it's kind of like if you were on the first base or third baseline without a net in front of you now at that's a baseball game. you yeah. better pay attention that's head you know? on a swivel time yeah but chandler uh and you don't say who granted you the tickets i'm your guest i didn't beg him for him either courtside tuesday night it didn't work out for me the first time but i'm going to be right there in the action tuesday night now, you know right? what's going to happen right. courtside baby the, the right. pirates it's going to be courtside they're going to blame it on you and i've thought about this so I you're d- you're sure these are courtside seats these are right there courtside on the court on the court yep front row yep front row courtside yep. front they row courtside front row courtside no what where let me, let me tell you something i'm what i'm looking at right here is well front row's courtside picture a picture of da- uh daddy Ficklin stadium menji's coliseum yeah you see this section right here section you see that section right there yeah there's a little there's two rows a little, right <laughs> here we go <laughs> what was that I, no no listen is it a bar? Look, 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 listen, listen, all right, listen, si, look. Si, si, all right, what Tuesday. we have there is a, like a little separation fence, whatever you want to call it. Separating the, the haves the, and the have-nots. The student section. Yes. Yeah, students. You mean the divider? That, the two rows right there is courtside seating. Right, so you're on the front row. So we're it fr- is courtside. So you're, you're on the we front row. We are right beside the court. We might not be the front row, oh. but we are in Wait, the second. What do you mean? We are in the second row. We have some breaking that news. is courtside, brother. You're, it is courtside seating. Your second row seats. Are we not on the front row? No. What does it matter? You got t- free tickets courtside. We're not. Court- what does it matter? Because courtside is literally. I look. Your feet are on the court. Yeah. Don't you're, be no a little brat. Of you except the players and the referee. I'm not being like greedy or anything. I'm, I'm just trying to clarify. Try to stop. Try to overhype it. This is the second time because I'm going to be told. looking for clip on the court, and he's not going to be on the court. I'm he's going to be in the second row. We are going to be right behind the front row. <laughs> that is courtside seating. Let me, let me ask you something, guys. All right, let me clarify this. That is courtside seating. That's the courtside section. All right, let me ask you something because I'm with Clip on this. That's keep happening to me. That's not courtside. That's second row. We're on that, the second row. You're on the second row. You're not courtside. We're not Only beside the, the court. We're beside people that are beside the court. Correct. I'm with Clip on this. Let me ask you this. You know, guys, I like the beach a lot. If you go to the beach and you have a house and the house backs up to the ocean and you walk out the back door, and you oh, hit boy. the ocean. Ocean front? They call that ocean front. Yeah. Now, there are some houses that are very nice that are then across the street, and they're called, they're the next row. I you, have that do, same situation. Do you, call those, do you call those ocean front? No, you call those first row houses. They're not ocean front. Ocean front is where the ocean is in your backyard. You're not sitting ocean front, you're sitting first row. Troy, during the break, said he had an analogy that was perfect. That might be one of his best all time. That, I, that was a good one. I said he was overhyping it. Troy, you delivered on your analogy. Thank no, you, Clip. I, I, I got to give a very you similar situation. I'll that give, is perfect analogy. I'll give well, credit where is. credit is due, and that that was pretty good. But guess what? I don't care. I don't care. Yeah. It is. You're still side. close to the ocean. You can enjoy it. You can still see it and smell it. Yeah. But you're not oceanfront, buddy. What does it matter? We're down there on the floor. It matters because in my head, for the second time... Are we being technical here? Yeah. Yes. 
you have to be you have tickets that are not on the front row you you, you don't you do not have you don't have to be technical here well they're not when front I, row tickets. What, I was asked do you want my courtside ticket and of course you said and yes. i said yes yeah absolutely i do this is a section where they have the popcorn that we just talked about a week ago with Tony. The pop ki- the popcorn's sitting there ready for you. Red Beard. Because uh, you're our courtside section. Red Beard just sent a picture of him sitting courtside. Yeah, no one's in front of him but the ref. The only thing in front of him is a ref's ass. Yeah, literally he could touch it. <laughs> we will not, Red Beard, he might have. We will not be able to touch the butt of a ref, Chandler. Wow, that's no. a long time ago. But you could touch the person's head. In is that Michael Gary in the picture? So, uh, but Chandler, uh, thank you for inviting me. I will yeah. be attending, but this is the second time this year I thought I was going to be front row, and I'm not. It's very disappointing. Very. I'm disappointed for you. Yeah. Yeah. Another letdown. Chandler, if there's nobody in front of us, can we move up into the actual real good seats? If you want to be arrested. <laughs> if, you want to, if you want jail time. <laughs> uh, I'm going to ask man. for courtside seats in jail. I'm going to say, hey, can I get the, hey, can I get the front get row the front seat? Bit? How about this? If they don't come, do you, can you take their popcorn? I, I, I don't know. Do we get free stuff? Yeah, you do get you, popcorn and a, drinks. There's some popcorn under. Used those to seats. be vouchers. Now I think they provide it to you. But you don't. You don't get that everywhere. You don't get that everywhere in Minji's. You know why? Do you get that on because the... you only get it courtside <laughs> or the seating or the second row behind. Court Does side. the second row get it? Yeah, I believe the second. If row the first, if the front row doesn't finish theirs, you can eat. Yeah, it. that's what I'm saying. If you get the crumbs off the floor. Yeah. If they can't fulfill their duties by eating the popcorn and drinking the Pepsi. So we're you're the, like the first runner up in the pageant. Yeah, yeah, you're still in the pageant, and you had a great run. Mm. If that person in front of you can't fulfill their duties, maybe you can bounce up. But what a letdown! I'm gonna ask the usher. I'm gonna say, hey, there's nobody. There, look, there's been five minutes here in the game. There's nobody sitting in these you're, two seats here. She's gonna say, hell no, you loser! You're sitting in the second row. You don't ask. You gotta act like you you sit front row. Nah. Look, speaking, we, we'll of, do say, it. speaking of ushers, I saw this too. I saw I've watched a lot of the videos um from Minji's with the students rushing the court, which you know a young Troy D as a student would have been all about. You know, I probably would have been one of those guys jumping over Jeff Charles to get to the court. Uh because I would uh, I always sat kind of center court, not on the space. The baselines are a lot easier, I think, to run because you you don't have any obstructions that as much. But the when you got to go over to the press table and stuff, it's a little more difficult. But I, so you have, you know, I don't know, 500 students on the court, whatever it is. There were still, I got, I, I meant to show this to you and I'll try and show it to you during a break. This was as the students, everyone's on the court already. Like the, it's already happened. You're like a minute into it. And then I saw one of the angles from the corner, Usher stopping students from going out on the court when everyone's already rushed the court. I'm like, yeah. idiots. Just let them go celebrate. Like, what are you stopping Trying at this to point? Plug a hole in the it, Titanic, uh, yeah, right? There, I guess there's I, some ushers down there in the lower bowl. Calm that re- down. They really take well, their job seriously. Well, you got seriously. Morgan Aylers because he's being told to, saying, "Please get off the court." They so, have to say that. Well, and the ushers, I don't know if they have to do their job, but they're come on doing man. as they're told. Everybody's got to do as they're told. But when it's already over, you've lost the battle. Yeah, I wouldn't even have yeah. to worry about it. I would just be like, "All right, go ahead." I mean, there's already, oh, I too. There's they, already 300 I students you. on the yeah. court. I mean, they tried to. When I was a student, we took down a three goal post back in the 91 season. And that very first one was against South Carolina. 
uh, might have been like the third game of the season. And we were in the end zone where, where Minji's is. There was no Murphy Center back then. It was just a little chain link fence. And they had some, you know, ECU security guys probably about every 10 feet. And I was like, I don't care. We just beat it. This is the first time in history we beat an SEC team. This is the biggest one at the time, the biggest win in the history of the program. I said, we're, we're taking this down. You know, we're, we're going, we're going to do this goalpost. And I remember jumping over the fence. I was one of the first people over, and I fell as I landed and slipped. And I looked up, and the, and the security guys, they were about five feet from me on each side. They just looked at me and didn't do anything. And then I got up and ran towards the goalpost. And by then, like a thousand students were coming after that, too. But I was like, sometimes you just got to go. And if I, was a, if I was a student right there, I'd just bust right through them and go anyway. You know? Yeah. That's what I would do. In a moment like that, I'm not saying you rush the court every single time, but in a moment like that, that deserved a court rush. Buzzer beater I, I, and Minji's. I definitely agree. Yeah. I'm and a, let the students have their moment. I strongly agree. I, I mean, more, I, I, I turned around to you. Now, if you were courtside at that moment, Clip, and I know you were section 213, if you were court, like true courtside, and it would have been easy just to take a step or two to be part of the fun, melee, action, I'm rush the court. do that. Are you going? No. I'm letting the student. That, that, time, that's a student that time has passed okay. a long time ago. All right. That's for the kids. It's let a young the, man's game. Let the yeah, kids Let have the fun. students yeah. enjoy that. But I look I, back at Clip Brock, and it, there was a situation the other night where you know the, the row in front of us was not occupied. So I went down and I sat in the, the row in front of Clip and his dad mm-hmm. and turned around, and I looked at Clip, and I was like, did we just win this game? By that time I turned around, you can't even see the – the, you can't even see the wood on the floor. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it was just totally covered uh, with students, and it was an awesome sight to see. Something we, I've never seen before. We rushed the court one time when I was in school. I think we had a big win against like UNCW at the time back in the CAA days. It was, I mean, it was a lot of fun. Rushing the court's kind of the equivalent of tearing down a goalpost in football. There really is nothing like that in baseball because you don't really rush the field in baseball. There's nothing equivalent to that type of celebration. Other than Should fans start joining in on the player dog pile and just make it as high and, as we could possibly go? Hmm. No is the answer to that. <laughs> <laughs> but those are great moments, and those are pictures and memories and videos that people will remember for, you know, as long as they're pirates. Yeah. And it, it, look, those moments are hard to come by, especially for ECU basketball. That's what makes it so special, I think. So let the students have their moment, is what I'm saying, especially if you're you know, an usher that's just there to show people where they sit. Calm down. Let Calm down, ushers. Yeah. Just put out good R&B music. That's and all I'll usher bet you, I'll, be, I'll be honest. I'll bet you the administration agrees with me. Okay. You know. Have you added? I, okay. That's a I claim. bet you if I asked them that they would probably agree at that moment they should have just let the student just, because they were already on the court. There were already a thousand students on the court. Let these uh, 10 others that were trying to go on, let them go on the court. <laughs> Let them have fun. Yeah. All right. We got to take a break. All right. Uh, we'll wrap up hour two. Lodi joining us hour three. We have someone upset that they were not invited into the fantasy NASCAR pool. We'll discuss that on the air when we return oh. to Troy D. And get your thoughts on it. This is like, uh, is that another boat that people can get on? Well, that, this is like, you know, you're at a party, might be at a VIP section. If you have to ask, do you really deserve to be in it? <laughs> you know saying alright well we'll discuss it yeah and more when we return after this
This hour of PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference in Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Be sure to check out David Price Construction for all of your commercial or custom residential renovation and building needs. Run by ECU alumni, David Price Construction specializes in commercial projects, maintenance on facilities, and large-scale residential renovations and additions. David Price Construction, the proud ECU Home Services partner. Call them today at 919-292-5532 or visit them online at davidpriceconstruction.com. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Brock. All right, wrapping up Hour 2 here on Pirate Radio Live. Clip Rock, Troy D. Coming up a month from now, we'll be uh, taking part in our annual NASCAR draft, our fantasy NASCAR draft. So, um, CJ Schaefer, who's uh, doing a great job with us here at Pirate Radio, is actually a NASCAR fan. He was having a NASCAR discussion on uh, social media with Redbeard. And while we were talking, Troy said, can you believe Clip just scheduled a NASCAR draft without me? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> you can believe sure that. okay yeah. cj it's like a preferred walk-on going to coach houston can you believe Whoa. they're playing football without wow. me a preferred walk-on i mean he's got to earn his dues first i mean he just you know he's kind of on the team new here he's got to you know let's talk this time next year about that the biggest problem early for this the biggest reason i say no is because he actually follows nascar yeah. This is a league for guys who do not know a lot about NASCAR. Right. And I like the two-person thing where just me and you can just kind of go at it. So, so this is a very exclusive so, yeah. club, CJ. Sorry, CJ, but the velvet rope remains closed for you. I will say you are still... That boat's a, only a two-seater. You're still allowed... <laughs> there's no backseat in the NASCAR. That's right. It's just the... It, it's the... Sometimes I'm driving, sometimes Clip's driving, but there's someone in sh- riding shotgun. There's no one in the back. <laughs> You are still allowed to bring Troy Waters during the break because he can't go yeah, get one himself. You know why I was getting that was kind of a... No, I didn't know. Like I was going to get it. And that was the, salt in the wound. Well, I didn't know you were going to bring this up to him. <laughs> I know. I that made I, it even better. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know who you were referring to, but I was, I was like, oh man, we're coming back if you don't mind. I know, yeah. I know. That was a joke. That was a joke. Usually so, I'm uh, the one that's getting waters for people. CJ, my recommendation is to start an actual real fantasy league with real NASCAR people, unlike us. So. Yeah. All right, but thanks for asking. Thank you for asking, but the answer is no. Yeah, and you're also still not allowed on uh, the sug, sugboat, sugboat. No, I thought about the you got the you got the little theme, the sugboat. Sug, sug. Troy definitely not allowed on the sugboat. Well, thank you, Clip. After uh, your comments about what about the su- hey, the other night, sugboat singing. I'm on the Jackson boat. Yeah. All right. Have fun. First of all, that was off the air. But I knew. I said I did not tweet about it. And you're not alone. You're not alone. I did. I did have some negative thoughts that day where there was bad. I'll admit that. Yep. So I will keep my. We we all have. Yeah. This and you know we were talking about that lot. I did, the I did lie. say your sugboat's taking on water. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. did say that. We were talking about the lot of <laughs> test. I want you to take it. Oh, that's good. <laughs> I, I and by love. you, you mean I, Clip Brock? I, sign me yeah, up. I want I want Clip Brock to take it. So I'll be yeah. the first one on it. I would like. Wow, what a scandal that would be. <laughs> negative thoughts about his buddy son (laughs) back in january 12th all right troy if you can you got some connections you've had on some big time 
We had on the guy from the People's Court. Yes. David Llewellyn. Or was uh, it Llewellyn? Doug, Doug Llewellyn. Llewellyn. Doug Llewellyn. If you could somehow, Don't take the law in your old hands. You take him to court. If you could somehow get Maury Povich lined up to read my oh, test results you, on the oh, air. Awesome. Clip Brock, you, you are not the captain. <laughs> <laughs> did you or did you not say to hell with Brandon Subs back in 2020? No. And then if he says no, I can get up and start dancing yeah. and stuff. Oh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> So I was thinking about this the other day. I grew up watching a show. I'm a little bit older than you guys, so I don't know if you guys rem- you remember this or not. It was called The Love Boat. Shirley probably remembers I know this. the name. The Love Boat came on Friday nights, and it came on at a time where I was too young like to go out and do anything. You're stuck at home as a kid Friday nights. It was like Love Boat and Fantasy Island. I think they kind of came on close to back-to-back or something. But that was big-time TV viewing back in the day, The Love Boat. I, believe, I even think it was on like ABC. It was one of their most popular shows on Friday night. And it had a great theme song, The Love Boat. And it made me start thinking, Clip, maybe you should add, like, The Sog Boat, he's winning basketball games for you. The Sog Boat. You know, we'd come up with a song like that. Now I don't even have to do it because we well, have... supposed to be funny. I could put that with the music and I got it right there. Well, you could, I guess, yes. Yeah. But The Sog Boat instead of The Love Boat. Yeah. Exc- I love it. You exciting know? and new. It doesn't right? have to be a tugboat. It should be the sugboat, the love boat. It's the sugboat. Right. There's a lot of love going around for Thanks. UC basketball. There is. It's a great yeah. time. The sugboat. We got all that dry. I'm going to work with that, and we'll have something for you yeah. later this you got week. got new lyrics? I'll do new lyrics for you. Man. All right. Yeah. Fantastic. I like it. Uh, see, Troy, that's how you, you start to earn your way back in line to the <laughs> yeah. sugboat. You've got to be kidding! <laughs> nah, me. he'll no. Nah, none of you, none of you are ever jumping on. All right. I, I listen. I'm not trying to be on the tugboat oh, because I I'll know. admit I that know. I had some, you know, thoughts back when it wasn't going so great. But I'm an admirer of the tugboat. I appreciate. I'm a that. fan of the tugboat. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't I, want I've the tugboat to sink. I, I said I loved I, watching Floyd. I appreciate yeah. that. I'm a big Sugboat fan. And I fan. appreciate you allow, like inviting me to sit second row. And, and I do appreciate your loyalty to him through thinking. And I will Thank say you. this, Clip. It's not just this season. I saw your tweet the other day where it went back like two years. 2019, three. Three years. Yeah. You were on this thing three years ago. My guy. So don't come at me with, oh, well, Clip's just trying to capitalize on the moment now. No. That ain't it. Nope. That ain't it. He hasn't took the lot of detectors. A lot of people think you're opportunistic, and I've got your back on that. Let's see. Let's let's see. Now, you might be opportunistic, but not this time. Let's see. I'm not a bandwagoner in this case. This has been a three-year buildup for you. Yeah. Yeah. And finally, boy, the, the... the fruit was uh, was, the, was, was not the, ripe, as we like to say. Was the juice worth the squeeze? Absolutely. All this time has been worth it for that moment the other night. Yeah, what a moment! Well, Especially hope- coming off a game where he had one single point. Yeah, he struggled. Yeah, Wednesday. But uh, hey, here we are. The sugboat rides again. It rides on, buddy. Uh, looking forward to Tuesday night. Should be a fun one coming up between East Carolina has lost to UCF. 13 times, I believe, is the number, Troy D, mm. in basketball. Mm. That's crazy. Wait a minute. So, was the last time the Pirates beat the Knights, this is probably off, there's no way it was like when Corvon Gaines hit the 
One year, we beat them three times in one season. Twice in the regular season, once in the tournament. I don't know if that was the last win, but it's around... Because you know it's hard to beat a team three times in a season. That's what Brian Bailey says. Yeah. yeah. You know what's even tougher? Beating the 49ers one time in the play. <laughs> At home. <laughs> At home. <laughs> that's oh, that's the toughest thing to do. I've been trying to be nice about it today. I have as well. I have He's been. in a very strange. Did you send him any text? Daily? Yeah. Uh, true story. I did not send a single text wow. to Bailey or any of my cowboy friends. Wow. Did Do not send usually? a single text. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Does yeah. he usually? Some, I had a buddy say, have you done a welfare check on Bailey? I actually talked to him today when he was in for the Brian Bailey show. He was in much better spirits than I thought he'd be. Yeah, that's what I thought. Because I said, someone said he's going to need a few days to cool down. I said a few months to cool down, knowing him. Because he's very emotional, as you know. He's an emotional guy. And he takes the cowboys. That's part of who he is. Yeah. And I was like, man, Bailey's not going to be in a good place today. I thought he was going to cancel the, like his show, <laughs> you know, need some personal time. Yeah, I thought he was. He's either faking it very well, or he's maybe growing up a little bit. Wow, I don't know which. I, I'll tell you who's growing up. But he's. I was very Troy proud D's of him. growing up. I am too. I did not send him one text, and I was. I, the thought crossed my mind, but it was like with that voice. I, you know, you have that little angel on one shoulder, the devil on the other. Oh yeah, and the devil's going, send it, send it, send it. And the angel's like, you know better. Let's see. He's a friend. Let's see. Don't do that. He's already in a bad mood. Yeah. Would you want him to do that to you? You know, all that. So it's like good versus evil. And I will say this good one out yesterday. That's great. That's great to hear. The yeah. new Troy D, yoga, and not sending Brian Bailey texts. Yeah. That's big stuff. There, the, the, everybody can change, Clip. Because it's one thing, like, we rag our friends, and yeah. that's fun. But yeah. something about the Troy D in-game or after-game text is like another level. It drives him crazy. Of, yeah. Yeah. And I almost did. I was thinking about doing it before the game was over. But then I'm like, okay, Ooh. this is going to backfire. See, that's even... Yeah. You know that's happening. Because I've done that with you before where I've sent you stuff and then it like yeah, completely goes sideways. Yeah. So I just... No, nah, I didn't do it. Uh, Troy will do that like lap 50 of the Daytona 500 <laughs> when you're watching it and your guy's in first. Or I'll have like three of my guys and they'll be first, second, third. Yeah. And I'll be like, that Troy D Motor, and I'll take a screenshot of it. Yeah. Troy D Motorsports kicking your ass. Four you know? hours later when yeah. the race is. All my guys are in the wall. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I am a notorious for that. <laughs> All right, this year I may not text you then. No in-race text? I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that might be a good goal. <laughs> Surely. Uh, it always seems to backfire. Oh, yeah. Let's uh, take a break. You never respond to it. You never take the bait. No. I no. put the rat poison out there for you. All I do is. And then I, and then I get something from you at the end of the race. I'll do a screenshot and, and move on. And you always hit me back at the end when I've yeah. lost. All right. Let's uh, take a break. When we return, going to hook up with Lodi, former WCW wrestler, still wrestling, uh, East Carolina alone. And training. Classmate yeah. with Troy D at ECU. Yeah. So uh, we'll talk about it all when we return on Pirate Radio Live, Hour 3 on the way after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Carolina Caliber has the area's largest selection for outdoor shooting, sports, and accessories and is one of the top firearm dealers anywhere. 
They have everything you need for hunting, home defense, and personal protection, including a wide variety for ladies and youth. Carolina Caliber will buy, sell, and trade. They are locally and op- uh, excuse me, locally owned and operated since 1960 on Fire Tower Road in Winterville. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Brock. Alrighty, back with you here, Pirate Radio Live on a Monday, hour three. We'll open up the booty bag coming up uh, in just a moment and make you a winner on today's program. Clip Brock, Troy D here in the Pirate Radio studios. And last uh, Monday we talked to AEW wrestler brock anderson uh and we're going to keep the wrestling going today uh i know him as Lodi from watching wcw back in the day troy uh you know him as brad kane uh, you went to school with at east carolina yeah back brock if you listened last week if you missed a great interview it's all uh, archived online yeah. also an east carolina pirate that's right ecu alum uh Lodi, more my generation as uh, his real name as we said brad kane but uh, is joining us on the live line Lodi, welcome in man how are you Hey guys, I am doing. Hey, I'm doing great. Thank you guys for having me today. Now, how do you like us to refer to you as Lodi, Brad? What do you like to be called nowadays? You, you know what? I get that question a lot, and I answer to everything. I uh, answer to Brad, I answer to Lodi, and a whole lot worse. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk. Let's first of all take you. Let's take us back to your ECU days. You came to East Carolina as a student. Um, I want to talk about some of your memories here as a pirate. And then how you made the jump from just ECU student to professional wrestler. And for folks that, that might be a little bit younger, WCW, I mean, you were in WCW in its prime. I mean, when it was outdoing WWE and the television numbers and stuff, I mean, it was a big time deal back then. It was at one of the highest levels you could be at in the world of professional wrestling. But let's start with your East Carolina days. I remember seeing you. We, we ran in similar circles. I remember being at some parties with you. Uh, if I remember correctly, you worked at a lot of the downtown nightclubs that I um, had uh, partnerships with or would, would would be a patron of, like this uh, sports pad and the cellar, bogeys, places like that. Does that ring a bell? Uh, it sure does, man. I, I spent many nights uh, bouncing at, at the bars downtown and uh, Sharky Splash, sports pad, you know, uh, it was bogeys. Then we switched over to the cellar. And um, basically, between that and the military, that's how I put myself through school. You know, I worked about six, seven nights a week as a bouncer and then actually joined the reserves after my sophomore year in college to get money for school and got my GI Bill and that kind of stuff. So that helped out a whole lot. But, yeah, I, I can never – if somebody's doing my, my life story, we can't leave out East Carolina because that was a big time in my life for sure. So I remember seeing you in school when you were always in shape. I mean, you were always, like, lifting weights and, in, in, as you said, a bouncer. You weren't a small guy. But how did you, like, what did you come to ECU for? And then at what point did you say, hey, man, I'd like to try and get, give professional wrestling a try? Yeah, so I was a wrestling fan from the time I was the eye to a grasshopper. I just, I grew up watching Ric Flair and Dusty Rhodes and Arn Anderson, Nikita Koloff, Mid-Atlantic Wrestling, NWA Wrestling in the mid-80s, because I grew up in the Carolinas. And so once a month, my dad used to take me to the Greensboro Coliseum, and I'd watch these guys live. And so I was a wrestling fan my whole life and in college i got i met a personal trainer from my hometown in ashburg named ricky rich who inspired me to get in better shape and start working out i I competed i was a competitive bodybuilder for five years and the whole time i was east carolina i was big into working out but i was there to get my degree in political science i always had aspirations to go into law school but i felt so in love with working out and so inspired by my personal trainer I couldn't wait to get out of college and open up a personal training business. And that's what I did when I graduated in December of 93. 
opened a personal training business inside a gym downtown Greenville, Hard Bodies, where the owners were friends of ours, and uh, they let us train clients there. And within a year or two, I saved enough money to open up my own gym downtown. I had a personal training studio called Flex Appeal. We were down on Evans Street back when it was still a walking mall right downtown. And so I was there, and one day a, a wrestling promoter stopped by and asked me to sponsor a local wrestling show. And he asked me, he said, hey, you're a pretty big guy. Have you ever thought about wrestling? I told him how much I loved it. Turned out his original trainer wanted to get in better shape, and he said maybe you could help him in the gym and he could teach you how to wrestle. That guy's name was C.W. Anderson, who had a wrestling school up near Raleigh. And so the next week I started making a one-and-a-half-hour trip on Tuesday and Thursday nights each way to go learn how to be a professional wrestler. And two months later they put me in my first match, and about a year and a half after that I had the opportunity to go down to WCW Trout to get into their wrestling school, which is called the Power Plant. And I made it through that tryout, which is probably the hardest thing I ever did in my life physically, and moved to Atlanta the next week. And after being there for about two and a half, three months, I met Raven. And the next thing you know, I was on TV, and you brought with WCW, and you brought up that we were bigger than WWF back then. And we beat them in the Monday Night Raven 79 straight weeks. And so to be a part of that was a pretty cool experience. Yeah, you really got fast-tracked, uh, especially then in the late 90s. And uh, you making it through, as you called the power plant back then, which was their feeder system, w- was huge. But then hooking up with Raven, a part of Raven's flock, that brings back a lot of memories. And I remember you coming out with the signs. You were like, this was before, you know, and now everybody seems to have signs, whether it's fans or wrestlers themselves. You were kind of the original sign guy, if I remember. Well, you know, here's the thing, and I've got to be honest. There was a smaller group where Raven came from called ECW. And they actually had a guy there who did that gimmick, but they weren't very big at the time. So Raven, when he started me on TV, he basically stole that gimmick and gave it to me and made me start doing it. And I became friends with a guy who did it first. Uh, it was Louis Dangerous, so they used to call him Fine Guy Dudley. He was part of the Dudley faction up at ECW. And um, Louis and I became good friends, but he was like, hey, man, you, you got it on TV in a bigger market than I ever did, and you got it over. So, But people refer to me as the original sign guy, and there was actually one guy before me, so I can't take total credit for that. Uh, Brad, uh, Lodi, I remember the flock uh, very well with, with Billy Kidman and, uh, and yeah. Perry Saturn and all those guys. I'm curious, when you get into it, a lot of wrestlers will, will come in with their own gimmick and their own – ideas of what they want to do and sometimes a gimmick and and a, a role is handed to them so how about you with with the the Lodi gimmick and it's it looked like you were having a blast on tv with it so i assume you liked it but did you have any idea you would be thrown in the way you were and, and that would be your first uh, wrestling gimmick on tv well it, it's a funny story the way i actually got my start in the flock um the storyline you saw me portray on tv with raven is kind of the the lackey or the flunky for the flock, that was almost our relationship in real life. Raven initially hired me as his personal trainer. I was down at the power plant in wrestling school and wrestling on the weekends, but Raven had just come down from ECW in Philadelphia and was working at WCW and wanted to get in better shape. And we met in a bar one night. He hired me. And then I went to work for him as his personal assistant after a couple of weeks of training. him, he's like, hey, you're a pretty smart guy. How about if I give you X amount of dollars a week and you could pick up my dry clean and pick up my mail when I'm out of town and basically just pile around with me. And I'm like, sure, why not? Because I had sold my gym at that time, there, which was still in Greenville at the time. And so one night I was sitting, Raven was kind of giving me a hard time about, I was gone from Atlanta on the weekends. So I was living down there doing my independent shows in other parts of the South. 
when he was home and he said, man, I should really put you in the flock. And I'm like, well, yeah, that'd be great if you, if you had that kind of stroke. And we were sitting in a bar on a Thursday night and he called the head booker, uh, Terry Taylor at the time at WCW and said, Hey, do you mind if I put Brad Kane in the flock on Monday? And I'm listening to him on the cell phone. And he said, Oh yeah, I forgot. Okay. Thanks. And he hung up and it didn't sound so good on my end. And he said, Hey, I forgot. We have a pay-per-view Sunday night at Detroit, the palace at Auburn Hills. Uh, we fly out Saturday morning. You need to start in the flock on Sunday, so you got to get a ticket and fly with us on Saturday. And he looks at me, and I've got dark hair, and he's like, hey, you don't really look like a star. We need to turn you into something. He said, hey, let's make you Billy Idol. He said, hey, go get your hair dyed blonde tomorrow and get some leather pants and some Harley boots and a glove and a sneer and some jewelry, and we'll go to Detroit. So here I am. I've got basically 36 hours to put this thing together before I leave. And so, uh, and, and there you go. That's how it started. And so right place, right time. And in, in the hindsight, I think it was all a part of God's plan for what he had planned for me later in life to give me that kind of opportunity. And as you said, fast track me on the wrestling front. That's awesome. Uh, talking to Lodi, Brad Kane today on Pirate Radio Live. And I've seen a lot of stories about WCW at those times. And Raven got a, a pretty good push, uh, as they say. He was a WCW United States champion, a tag team champion. But I've seen so much um, about the politics there in WCW. And if you weren't a part of hogan nash hall that click it, it was tough to get tv time it was tough to get storylines so what was that like uh for guys struggling to get airtime to get a push in wcw with all those giant heavy hitters in the wrestling world there you know for me to be able to, to step into that environment after being in the wrestling business less than two years was absolutely it was a, truly a fantasy camp for me. They paid me a whole lot of money, and I probably would have done it for free because I was just so happy to go to work every day. Um, so there wasn't a desire at that point to get further ahead because I felt like I'd already been placed somewhere that I didn't deserve to be in the first place. But it's, tr- it, it's great that you know some of the backstage stories because if you weren't part of the Big 12, it was really hard to break that glass ceiling. And once I broke away when the flock got disbanded, and I ended up doing my tag team gimmick to West Hollywood Blondes with Lenny Lane. When we started to get a push, and we were supposed to get the tag team belts, we started getting TV time, and our quarter hour ratings were good, and everybody was loving our stuff. It was the first time I really saw personally some blowback from the top guys were upset about us getting so much TV time. And then I realized it's all about money for some of those guys. And it was a little frustrating to have Hulk Hogan pull you to the side one day and tell you he was a big fan of your gimmick to Lenny and I, and then two days later, see an article in USA Today where he buried us and, and talked about we were going to be the downfall of the company for what we were doing. So we talk about some of the backstabbing and, and saying one thing to your face but another thing behind your back. You know, we, we I truly ran into some of that. So that was kind yeah. of frustrating. Talking to Brad Kane, he's an ECU alum. You might remember him as Lodi back in the WCW days. We'll catch up, find out what he's doing now. But I wanted to ask you about that. Our, our buddy Big Dog told me that your debut match on Nitro back then was against Chris Benoit. Is that, do you remember that one? <laughs> do I remember that? How many people get to debut their opening match on Nitro live against someone as great as Chris Benoit? And to this day, still one of the best guys I was ever in the ring with. He was absolutely phenomenal. And there's a tremendous story behind that that we don't have time to explain now. But in, in, a, in a nutshell, uh, obviously he's a superstar, and, and I'm well below him. He was working with Raven. We were in a feud at the time. 
And we knew a week in advance that I was going to be facing him at Nitro the next week. And my tag team partner told me, he said, man, you know Chris is going to lay that match out for you, but if you could do it, here's what you should do. And we kind of put together a dream match of how that match would go for the way my character was getting treated on TV at the time. And we were at TV the next week, and I saw Ben Watt at 2 o'clock when we got to the building. And the show starts at 8. I'm like, hey, Chris, let me know when you want to get together. Whatever you want to do tonight, I'm good. And he's like, okay, we'll talk later. So it's 4 o'clock, and we still hadn't talked. So I go grab him again. I'm like, hey, Chris, you know, whenever you got a chance, it's my job as a young guy to go find the veteran and say, hey, whenever you're ready, talk about our match. And he kind of blew me off again. He's like, we'll get together later. Well, it's like 7.30, and I haven't talked to Chris yet. We go live at 8 o'clock. And I don't know if you remember or not, but a lot of times the flock would come down during the middle of the show or we'd sit in the front row before the show started. It's 7.45. We're going live at 8 o'clock, and I don't know what we're doing. And we were going to go out before the show started. And I ran to Chris. I'm like, Chris, can we talk? He's like, Lodi, what's wrong? We're not going out for another hour. We can put this together later. I said, no, I'm going out right now. I said, what do you want to do? And he looks at me and he says, what do you want to do? And so I basically fed him that dream match in 30 seconds. He said, sounds great. See you out there. And so I laid that entire match out. He heard it one time, came out at 9 o'clock, and we did it. And to be able to do that, that that's beyond professional. And for him to allow me to call that for him and agree to it, it, it really felt good. So that, that was a good time working with Chris. We're broadcasting also on Facebook Live and YouTube Live. And anybody that is on those platforms, we've got a picture of you up there right now. And that's not from your wrestling days back in wcw that's a current picture you're, you're now about probably i guess 51 years old brad in incredible shape you look like you could still get in the ring i think you do get in the ring i know we had brock anderson on last week the son of the legendary arn anderson part of the four horsemen and you have a conne- uh, quite a connection with brock i do i've known Arn since before i got in the business and Arn was an agent when i was at wcw but i now have a wrestling school in matthews north carolina i live in charlotte and he approached me after Brock graduated in 2019 in December and asked me if I'd be willing to train Brock because he wanted to get into the wrestling business. And so Brock came to practice three days a week for about a year and two months, a year and three months. And, you know, his dad, Arn, obviously is working at AEW. And Cody had him come in for kind of a tryout match. And he went down there and they gave him a job on the spot. So he has been working on TV with AEW since then. So that's really cool for me. And he has his first independent booking this coming weekend. And you jokingly said, I, I look like I could still wrestle. And I do still wrestle. That's the crazy thing. I work every weekend somewhere. And I'm very excited this Saturday night, Spartanburg, South Carolina. I'm actually wrestling Brock in live in front of a crowd for the first time ever. And Arn's going to be in his corner. So that's going to be a really good show Saturday night down in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Who, who's going to be in your quarter? Are you bringing Raven back? <laughs> I got no. Hey, it's just me, me and the signs, man. <laughs> we're we're going to go down there, and, and I, I'm excited. It's a great show with a lot of big names on it, and I, I'm excited to work with Brock. And for me Did, to be standing in the ring Saturday night and watch Arn Anderson come out to be part of my match, it's going to be hard for the it's going to be hard for the fan and me to not pop and and, and, and you know and basically retain my character. Do you go as Lodi now when you wrestle again? Do you break the signs out? Or are you back into that character, brother? Listen to this. This is an inside joke, but you're going to get it. If I were to show up to a wrestling match without my name Lodi and without my signs, I don't get to work. <laughs> it's like Ric Flair showing up without the rope. Yeah, yeah, no woo from Ric Flair. What? Yeah, Lodi, I, I, 
I wish you luck uh, in this match, but I do feel a, a spine buster or two coming your way on Saturday. Oh, oh well, you know, here, here's the good thing. Mm. Us, us old veterans like me get to lay the match out. I tell you what I'm not taking. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I am I am not taking a spine buster for Brock Anderson. <laughs> if Arn gets involved, I may not have a choice. <laughs> but, hey, here, here's the thing. If, if it's 2022 and Lodi gets to take a spine buster from Arn Anderson in January – my year is made, brother. I'm done. That's, that's all I need to do for the year. If I get a spine buster from Arn Anderson, my year has been made in wrestling. Hey, Brad, when you look back at your ECU days, uh, we had some great times back then. Uh, what are some of your favorite memories? Oh, man, you know, honestly, the, the roommates and, and the fun and the silly stuff we did. Thankful we didn't have cell phones back then. Amen. Camera phones or that kind of stuff. We had cell phones, not the camera phones. You know, later on we had cell phones, but... You know, it's no social media. That made it good. You know, going to the football games, and actually, even though I worked downtown six and seven nights a week, you know, working as a bouncer is kind of like going out every night. You know, we had a yeah. good time, and the, the friendships I made and the people that I'm still friends with, my roommates from back then, um, that we stayed in touch, and we're all still close. And, the, you know, the fact that the, the relationships that I've held on to that long are probably some of the best things I remember. Brad, folks want to follow you online and uh, maybe follow you on Twitter. How can they, uh, what's the best way for them to do it? Give us your Twitter handle so people can keep up with what you're doing nowadays. Everything is Lodi One Brad, L O D I, the number one Brad. Uh, my Facebook, uh, my Twitter, my um, Instagram, all that stuff's out there. And I mean, my, my personal training gym is yourflexappeal.com. It's got all the information on there about the wrestling school and that kind of thing if you're interested in that. So, you know, I know we don't have a lot of time to talk, but I have really lived a blessed and charmed life. And I know for a fact, I was telling you earlier, I think God had a way of giving me that experience to go out every single night in front of, you know, thousands of people and, you know, not a whole lot of clothes and feel comfortable to be able to talk and interview or whatever. And so now the main thing I do in my wrestling is actually spreading the gospel. And so I do a lot of public speaking now. And I think basically God used wrestling to give me the experience to be able to go into any place now and talk and not feel any embarrassment or ashamed and just that kind of experience has allowed me to speak and, and spread the word like I do. So that, that's probably the biggest thing in my life that I'm most thankful for. I got a million more wrestling questions, uh, but Troy, uh, as you know, Glenn and CJ just started a wrestling podcast here at Pirate Radio. Yeah, we might have to have you back And I'm that. thinking uh, Lodi could be a future yeah. guest on that uh, to talk some wrestling with these guys Absolutely. because I got a, a ton of questions we're not going to get to today. So. Yeah. And Brad, I know we were short on time, so we only have so much time. I, I don't want to keep you from doing what you, you're doing. How are you doing? Do we need to let you go? No, I'm good. I'm okay. Well, if you've got a couple wrestling questions, clip. <laughs> well, I, I am curious uh, who you uh, you got a match coming up with Brock Anderson this weekend. Who are your favorite guys to watch uh, today, Lodi? Oh, you know, one of my favorite guys to watch today that I have met and spent some time with. Um, don't know super well, but I'm a huge fan of Randy Orton just because he is so good. I know he works in old school style, and some of the young kids are like Randy Orton, you know, but he's just so good at everything he does. He gets a reaction from the fans and everything is very solid. Um, big fans of FTR. I've been friends with those guys since before they ever made it to TV. So I'm, I love watching those cats. I've got a couple of my kids. Um, there's there's one female wrestler that works up at uh, WWE that I trained her before she went down to WWE. Her name's Ashley. Um, Ashley. Oh, that Charlotte girl. She was also one of my trainees. So when you train two of the three, four horsemen's kids, you know you've done something right. So I'm actually pretty thankful 
that I've had that, that opportunity as well. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. When you look back at your career, you know, I was really big into wrestling in the late 90s, back when WCW and WWE had the rivalry. The Monday they, Night Wars. And they were outdrawing of TV viewership, Monday Night Football. I mean, it was a much bigger, it, it was way more entertaining than Monday Night Football back then. I mean, you wrestled, Brad, with some legends in this bit. I mean, Hall of Famers and just guys that transcend wrestling. I mean, they're, they're just celebrities outside of the world of wrestling. When you think of guys like Hulk Hogan and people like you know Ric Flair that you've had involvement with, what's it like? The, what are the, what's it like hanging out with those guys? Not in the ring, but like outside of the ring. What are they like? <laughs> you know, one of the things I think that surprised me the most, being a wrestling fan and growing up watching wrestling, but when you get to meet these guys and you show up for TV the first time and you look around and these guys are sitting around checking their stocks and talking about you know real world things, they're like, wait a minute. Kamala's got a stock portfolio. It's just it's things you don't imagine, right? And, and you see these guys in, in their real-life settings as opposed to just the character they are on TV. I think the education level was surprising, how many of the guys have a college degree and are quite well-spoken, no matter what character you may see them play on TV. And, you know, you mentioned back in the late 90s when we were so hot and had so many people watching and going out in public was a real chore for me back then. It was difficult. And if I wasn't in the mood to basically get involved with an autograph signing. I mean, it, it was hard for me to go to the mall or to go to movies just because with the blonde hair and the black sideburns, I really couldn't hide that. So people recognized me almost everywhere I went. And while that sounds cool, it can become a burden after a while because sometimes you just want to be normal. Yeah. And, 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 and the thing is, instead of getting angry or if I was in a bad mood and being maybe not nice to a fan, you're like, well, what's the big deal? You know, that fan is just being a fan. And if I wasn't in a good mood or if I didn't feel like I could be kind to somebody, I, I ended up just staying home a whole lot of times when I was home from the road just to avoid that situation. Well, and I know, like, when you were in school, people knew who you were, and you were Brad, and you were a nice guy, and, and, and people, <laughs> you know, recognized you. But it wasn't – you were just Brad, the you know, the pirate. But when you came back, I remember it was late 90s. You were kind of in your prime. And I was – I remember being at Traybrook Apartments out there by the pool, and there was a big summer party. And it wasn't Brad that came back. It was Lodi that was at the party. <laughs> and it was a big, I mean, it was, a, you're right. It was a big deal that Lodi had come back to Greenville and was hanging out with everybody. Uh, you know, and, and part, part of me cringes when I say that because all of that was pre rehab and pre me getting clean and sobering up. So um, some of that's a bit of a blur, but it, it was, you know, and, and the thing was, it was like that everywhere we went. Yeah. You know, I was, I was a guest DJ on MTV and VH1. And while that's a cool thing for guys of our generation, when I say that now, kids look at me like, what's a VJ on it? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> videos there anymore, right? <laughs> and, and, and it's funny, you know, I talk about, you know, I was there before, you know, there was YouTube and some of these young kids look at me like, like you were before YouTube? It's just, it's funny how things have changed that way. But, um, you know, the, the things that I've gotten to do, I've been able to travel the world. I've been, you know, tours of the UK and tours of Australia and just the things wrestling has allowed me to do and people to meet. And then, you know, it's just been an absolute wonderful ride and, I, and I'm so thankful for all of it. Are you ever, ever able to get back to Greenville? You know, we'd love to have you at a football game this year. You know, ECU kicks off with the NC State to start the season, I believe, September 3rd. Love to have you as a guest of Pirate Radio if you can make it back down to Greenville for one game. That would be phenomenal. You know what we should do? is we should probably plan on Brock and I coming back together. Even better. Make that a, <laughs> We should make that a weekend trip because I know That'd he's be awesome. some 
Yeah, we, we should make that happen. And Brock and I will take the trip down because I know we still have some friends there or whatever. And I, I do need to get back down there. One of the things with the games being on Saturday, you know, there is no off-season in wrestling, even in the independent wrestling scene. I'm basically booked somewhere every Friday and Saturday night, so I work every weekend. And so because I'm booked months in advance, it would just take me making the time to take a weekend off. And so I, I'm a bit of a workaholic, and, I, and I, I love what I do, and I feel like, you know, the, fa- the fact that fans and promoters still pay me at this day and this age to, to go out and be my Lodi character is a lot of fun. But I know I have more days behind me than I do ahead of me. So I need to start winding some of that down because the old body can only take so much. But, yeah, I need to get back to a football game. East Carolina State sounds like a wonderful Yeah, to start. if you can note, then I'll send you a message. September 3rd, if you're going to take a weekend off, that would be a great one. And uh, as Hulk Hogan would say, listen, brother, we'll roll out the purple carpet for you. We'll have everything taken care of for you. If you guys can come hang out, we'd love to have you. I would talk to Brock about that this weekend after I beat him in Spartan. <laughs> Make it up to you. Like I'll drive us to I'll drive us to Greenville when we get brought. What do you think? That'd be awesome. You guys won't regret it. Uh, Brad, God bless you, man. So, con- continued success. So happy for you and your career and what you're doing now uh, in this new stage of life. And uh, keep up the great work. And we'll be in touch. Thank you guys for having me on. If you ever want me on the wrestling portion of your podcast or radio show or whatever. I would love to do it. As you can tell, I love to talk. We, we, you can count on it. We'll yeah, be in touch. Definitely. And uh, I'll get you in touch with, with those guys, and we'll get you on uh, the podcast for sure. But thanks so much, Brad. Really appreciate your time. Yes, sir. All right, Brad Kane. Awesome. Better known as Lodi to my generation. You know, if you'd have told 16-year-old Clip Rock, he'd be talking to Lodi oh, in 2022. Clip Rock would be, like, going crazy right now. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Yeah, that was, that and was it really, Brad, Brad was a good dude. Like, I remember him in college, and, I, and, and now he he is in a different phase in life, as he said. That was a different time where Lodi, you know. But, uh, Brad, back in the day, as many of us, weren't afraid to have a good time. And, uh, boy, he was, you know, once again, next level. I mean, when he came back as Lodi, that was back when he was at his prime. I mean, yeah. it's, it's like late nineties. It's it's kind of the equivalent of you know uh, Harold Varner comes back to Greenville when he if, at, like after he like let's say wins one of the uh, majors or something. You know that would we, be a, we, yeah. We get it. All right, I know. I, I love <laughs> you always got to throw in yeah. an analogy. <laughs> but I mean, it was uh, it wasn't like just coming back to come back. It was coming back when he was at the top of his game. Right. And uh, and now he's here on Pirate Radio, and he's still freaking wrestling. He, How about that? He is. You saw what he looks like. Yeah, I he mean, he's incredible jacked. shape, still wrestling, and then uh, coaching all these guys. Yeah, and uh, he's got a match coming up in uh, Spartan. How about that? The uh, I guess a, a past versus the uh, the future. Yeah, Rock Anderson. Great interview versus Lodi. Entertaining guy to talk to. And you know, every time we have these guys on, uh, Jeff Charles has had a lot of great wrestling guests on from the booth in the past. Yeah. Uh, we've talked to Cesaro, yes, and Natalia, and uh, we've had some great guests some on great from the WWE. Um, yeah. So, and, and they're all like super entertaining because their job is to be an entertainer. So they, they're all fantastic I, interviews. I will say this clip, we, and we've done a number of these wrestling interviews with, with guys. Um, n- they've never been bad. No, they, yeah. they're always good interviews. Yeah, and so, they're always uh, interesting. I, and even if you don't like watch wrestling his story is an interesting one yeah and all the like the backstage politics that stuff's interesting yeah he got he knew he had it firsthand happen to him yeah uh the worst thing you could he could do is start becoming popular it, it's kind of like hogan those guys just shut him down it's like corporate america sometimes you join one of these big corporations and you get in the wrong click and then you don't yep. get promoted and you know i mean what goes on in real life goes on with wrestling yeah 
You know, and it is a business. So wrestling is life. Uh, you'll hear more Lodi perhaps with uh, CJ and Glenn. If you want to hear their podcast, you can check it out YouTube. Uh, you can watch it there or download it, and uh, they'll have another one coming out sometime soon. Shirley, let's open up the Pirate Radio booty bag. <laughs> Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. All right, 317-1250. Shirley, what are we giving away on this Monday? Lunch for two at tiebreakers. Sounds like a winner. What caller are you looking for? I am going to go with caller number eight. Caller eight, 317-1250. You'll be a winner. What'd you get last time you were at tiebreakers? I know I put you on to the, um, the chicken cheesesteak wrap. I got that for pretty much the whole football season towards mm-hmm. the end. I uh, discovered the lemon pepper wings. Huh? I got those. Different plate. dry rub. I like the dry rub. Uh, lemon pepper. I went with those. I went with two different orders of wings yesterday at Tiebreakers. So I got there around 1.30, and I was starving. So as soon as I sat down, I said, give me an order of 10 wings, medium uh, style. And then about 5 o'clock, about 5.30 or so, second half of the the second game i decided hey i want some more he did two shifts his lunch shift and dinner shift <laughs> so uh but <laughs> they, the hours that's playoff football they right have there. got some great wings over there at that they do. Do. all right let's take a break we'll come back more to go after this You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Orthopedics East and Sports Medicine Center of Greenville's Extended Care Clinic is now open Saturdays and Sundays from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. so you can avoid the emergency department for any urgent orthopedics care. For more information, call 757-2663 or visit orthoeast.com. Orthopedics East, providing services to Eastern North Carolina and the Pirate Nation for more than 35 years. And congratulations to Victor Long of Greenville. Picked up lunch for two at Tiebreakers. Tiebreakers is open every day at 11 a.m. And it's the best place to watch your favorite sports uh, while enjoying the best wings in town, along with sandwiches, appetizers, cold beer, and more. Follow Tiebreakers on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Cliff. All righty. That was a uh, fun trip down memory lane and wrestling talk with one of Troy D's classmates, Lodi, Brad Kane. Great guy. Yeah. How about Donald said on uh, Facebook Live, I remember watching WCW in Chapel Hill with Hogan, Savage, and Goldberg. Boy, what a lineup there. Um, Lodi came out with a tag team match wearing an ECU football <laughs> jersey. Oh, I wish I forgot about that. He said the Tar Heel boos were music to his ears. That is awesome. Yeah, so Lodi always did represent the Pirates, uh, thanks to Johnny, saying tremendous interview. Uh, if you missed it, we'll have it archived on all our platforms. But uh, awesome to hear from Lodi today. A great pirate, and uh, what a history in wrestling, and uh, still helping the younger guys out now. The mo- I, and I never thought there would be another um, group, another organization that could compete with Vince McMahon. Yeah. But uh, right now, Troy D, you've got AEW, which Brock Anderson is a part of, and they're really giving them a run for their money. I think I was talking with uh, some folks about this off the air. Uh, it might have been Jeff Charles. I think they've done a great job of meshing some of the legends with some of the new talents. So you've got guys like me that remember the guys from the 90s 
and even the the announcers like tony Schiavone that i grew up with as a kid Good is the JR. announcer jr you know those guys are legends to well, they people like me freaking sting is a part of right like and, and they got and like even that. some of the old guys that are yeah. still a part of it no. um and then they're bringing up some new talent too so they've got some of the old names you remember as wrestlers not just announcers but then they've got, I mean, and they do, uh, they put on a good show. I got to tell you, I mean, they, they have a lot of show business towards it. And I don't and think wrestling as a whole will ever get like it was late 90s. Where no, I think that's like, peaked. I, I think there's was, so many other things now. Correct. It was a different time. That was a weird, that was a wild it was, time. Though. It was, as, I remember, I have a friend that's probably listening that, that is a very successful business owner in town. And he would tape one and watch the other yeah. it was that popular so he didn't miss what what happened and at that time they'd kind of talk crap to each other through fan signs yep so you'd have one you'd have the wcw guys just blasting wwe with like a lot of their signs well wasn't it uh triple h and and dx were like in atlanta on a tank like outside of where nitro was having a show oh they do like, stuff like that it they was would, great they would just try and roast each other yeah. and for me it was that was some of the more entertaining things going on but uh, it, it was uh Lodi was big time man he was uh, at one time in that late 90s he was as popular as uh, any of those other guys I, re- I had to remind bryce williams about the manning cast tonight one of their guests will be the rock uh, oh yeah you know they have guests mm-hmm. uh by the way bryce uh i sent the reminder to him he said i'll give it a tune in and then he said isn't the rams game at 8 <laughs> 15 Bryce, we're gonna need some. We're gonna need some tutorial time with Bryce. They're up there, and and the game's on too. They're gonna be breaking channels. ESPN too. And and he said, "Oh, okay, that's pretty cool." (laughs) There's no way Bryce. There's no way he sees it. No. Now it's on ESPN too, right? The Manning cast. Right now, is that is that ESPN T O O or T W O? You got a login I can get. Well, there's no way he sees finds it <laughs> i put on his pen it was just regular guys talking uh last year i Troy, tried to watch it on nickelodeon <laughs> see him get slimed uh, uh, speaking of that last year the bears got slimed on yes. nickelodeon yesterday i saw the it was MVP. the cowboys uh once <laughs> again the barstool guys uh they fixed the nvp well they're taking vote. credit for it anyway I mean, why? How else would Dak Prescott be the MVP? Of Once a game again, the lost? losing quarterback of the Nickelodeon game gets the 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 Nickelodeon valuable player. That was a great graphic of uh, Mitchell Trubisky handing <laughs> over the that. MVP award to Dak Prescott. <laughs> Very deserving. And I saw a great thread of like, all right, predict next year's MVP. Who is the losing wild card quarterback? And it was like Kirk Cousins. You know, it was none of the top notch guys. It was who's going to be the loser. I had a friend uh, today tell me, "You're just bad because the Bears don't have as many memes against their team as the Cowboys do." <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm like, no, we got plenty of memes against the Bears too. This is just funny right now. <laughs> no, yeah, I mean the Cowboys own the meme department. Well, I think because the Cowboys are so divisive, you either love the like the Cowboys. My friends that love the Cowboys love the Cowboys. I mean, there is no one else but the Cowboys, and everyone else I know can't stand the Cowboys. It's one way or the other. You're not lukewarm. Oh, either way. You either can't stand the Cowboys or you love the Cowboys. As a Washington and, fan, obviously I've hated them my entire life. But Chandler, earlier today, you said, "You know what? I hate the Cowboys. Why did you just dislike them before this? But now you hate them. What happened?" I don't know. I just I didn't want to be in between anymore. 
and it's either you respect them and now, now I just I kind of went to the side of hate. They're so and easy I, to hate. They're yeah. fun to hate. I have I, found I, I, out that they're easy to hate. I really don't hate them. I just find it so funny when they find new la- ways to lose like this. And I kind of can relate. I love being, laughing at them, yeah. which I found myself doing that a couple <laughs> and, of times and yesterday. And I do feel for their fan base because I've we've all been there. You know, we've all had tough times. So, I mean, I, I understand. I'm going through it right now. The, I mean, now, here's the question. Do you think McCarthy lasts? Well, it's funny today because the cow. So Stephen Jones, Jerry's son, mm-hmm. uh, it was something to the effect of, "We believe Mike McCarthy will be back this year." Well, don't they make that decision? Yes, him and his daddy. So what is daddy? It, like <laughs> you don't have to believe or think or predict. You make well, the call. It's, it's a lot like George uh, McCaskey with the Bears. He was asked, you know, you're holding all these guys to these standards and the coaches and the general manager. Uh, do you hold yourself to the same standards? I mean, it was a pretty damn good question this reporter asked. Because, well, I have the support of Bears ownership behind me. <laughs> they've they've given me the green light to do what I need. Yeah. Well, guess who's Bears ownership? He is. Yeah. And it, oh, by the way, the other owner is his mom. Him Ma. and mommy are Bears ownership. <laughs> it's like me saying i have the support of pirate radio ownership yeah yeah well i should hope so every time i ask troy something he's like well let me run it up the chain yeah pirate let radio. me check with he the means, management team let me think about it <laughs> <laughs> let me get back to you but no i just wonder whether he'll because i wonder if the pressure will build in in texas for to make a change and that way they can say here's here's my theory at lunch today they fire him because it gets the story off how badly they screwed up this playoff game and then it talks about the future. And now we're talking about the future of the Dallas Cowboys instead of the past, which hasn't been good. And then they can salvage one of their top assistants and maybe Dan Quinn stays as head coach because they might be getting ready to lose their two top assistants. Yeah, the uh, Kellen Moore, the coordinator. That's, well, Jerry Jones. That's my theory. I think they fire him just to take the attention off the Cowboys in a, in a negative way in, in a, to try and move it towards the future and to try and save maybe Dan Quinn. Well, maybe Jerry Jones has already started that process because he basically said, we have the players. We should have right. done better. Right, and if Jerry better. Jones Jr. said, we think he'll be... That wasn't a vote of confidence. <laughs> no. That's no. not, oh, he's our guy I in the discussion. To he me, he a... left the door open like, well, we, we got to evaluate it. He's a doofus. They, they do some <laughs> silly stuff, man. And he just stands over there looking dumb. Well, he's dumb. in charge of cleaning the glasses for daddy. <laughs> oh, I'm talking about Mike McCarthy. Oh, oh, well, yeah, he is. Yeah, I thought you were talking about Steve. Not McCarthy. the glass cleaner. <laughs> not not, not uh, Steve. I was amazed Jones. Mike McCarthy got that job. It was out of left field. I just did not see that one coming. Yeah. So, All right, let's take another break. We'll come back. You're ready to wrap up this Monday edition of Pirate Radio Live. We are back with you after this. listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Taking a quick look at your stock market report. The Dow was down 201 points. It closed at 35,911. NASDAQ was up 86, however, at 14,893. 
63, and the S&P was up three points at 4,662. That's your Wells Fargo Advisors Financial Report. For a personal look into investing, call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. Now back to the show. Here's Cliff. All righty. Back with you. Pirate Radio Live here on a Monday. Great hearing from uh, one of Troy D's old classmates, uh, Lodi, earlier in the show. I, this guy might have been a classmate of yours, Troy D, coming up Thursday on the show. Um, maybe one of the first ECU basketball players I ever watched play, I ever remember a name of, Reed Lose. Yeah, Reed was there when I was in school. Back in the late 80s, Mike Steele One of my days. favorite players. Uh, I remember going as a kid and, and seeing him play. Uh, he was, you know, happy about the win the other night and uh, was able to talk to him. And we're going to have him on the show, talk about some old ECU days, what he's up to now and all that coming up Thursday. Yeah, so that's a blast awesome. from the past. Oh, I look forward to hearing that. I really like Reed. Reed Luce, uh coming up on the show later this week. Also, Akeem, it's like 90s week on the show. Yeah. Uh, Akeem Richmond said to join us later on this week as well. Uh, so we're uh, looking forward to some great guests. That's what, I mean, today flew by. Not just the show, but the day went by fast day for you yeah because yesterday was a total like it was like a winter hurricane yesterday rained sun up to sundown cold rain terrible day great day to be inside and watch football but as far as weather wise you know me cold rain number one on my depth chart as worst weather actually uh took a nap yesterday yeah i stayed so bad i wasn't asleep the whole time but i think i stayed in bed till about three I was like, I can't deal with today. I ventured out to uh, to the grocery store, and that was about it for me yesterday. It was a tough day yesterday. But today, we're back on track. Had a little sunshine, dried things out. Feeling good. Yeah. Feeling good. Uh, also, January flying uh, by clip. That it is. Get closer uh, and closer to springtime every day. Closer to baseball season, which, yeah. by the way, Cliff Goblin coming up, if you missed it earlier, 6 nice. o'clock on the Brian Bailey Show. Nice segue. Yes, sir. Uh, also, the Hula Bowl was Saturday down in Orlando. We talked to Warren Saba friday on pirate radio live he was a part of that game as was dj ford hold on a sec hold on a sec and oh sorry did I mess you up? now i see what you're saying well that ain't it we're uh planning to hook up with dj ford sometime this week enjoy talking That'd to him during the season and uh, uh good for those guys they at least got to play in one more game mm-hmm. it wasn't the game they wanted to they wanted was to play in the military ball cbs sports network okay i missed it i wanted to yeah. see it uh so we had a couple pirates in that game awesome in orlando talked to uh warren saber he was en route to disney world on friday i heard that that's pretty cool for his first time ever at disney world so uh glad those guys got to experience that good luck to them we'll have uh i guess pro day coming up in the next month or two troy that we'll be out there covering at ecu hopefully with covid and everything a lot of guys to do it a lot of guys already declaring for the nfl you got your seniors and you got sneed mcmillan those guys as well so it'll be a lot of a lot of guys out there and uh nfl playoffs roll on tonight rams cardinals right here on pirate radio it's weird i'm not a i know the monday i got it's very you, odd i think they should keep these on the weekend i don't like them i'll watch it but i'm just not a fan of it yeah it's uh although the, the weekend was set up great and next weekend set up great too oh, yeah. you got saturday afternoon saturday night mm-hmm. and then sunday afternoon and kind of sunday evening, evening yeah. early evening yeah so I, I love the setup coming up this weekend it was great this weekend too but yeah this monday night thing in fact surely i was cutting a playoff promo 
and i was halfway through it and i was like wait we can't do a promo there's still another game left we don't know who's going to play so it was very odd to come in here today and still have another wild yeah. card game the forecast keeps changing but uh looks like definitely gonna have some rain potentially this weekend maybe a, a mix on friday but now they're showing sunny skies on saturday potential more winter stuff 30 percent chance sunday but another great weekend my point to stay inside and just watch football all right and ECU is on the road in basketball this weekend, so yeah. no men. So just stay so, hibernate. Folks. So when you're sitting uh, second row uh, tomorrow night, mm. are you wearing the captain hat? No, captains don't sit in the you, second row. I, exactly, captains are front row. Yeah, yeah. Don't you got to say that for front row? Great promo today. Oh yeah, I love. Yeah, I don't like all your promos. I'll be honest with you. I'm not one of these guys. I'm not a size Seymour when it comes to promos. I'm not going to tell you they're good and great every time. <laughs> I just won't say anything if I don't like it. That was a great... I watched it multiple times. Your delivery, the dress, the hat. It was like perfect. And the lighting, like everything about it was perfect. It was hilarious. Get on the I thought boat. you did. I thought you did a great job. Thanks with to that. Glenn for the donation of the coat. Oh, that made it. The jacket that yeah. totally made it as captain. He said he was going to run down the smoke shore and get me a, a store and get a pipe. Oh, that'd be perfect. That's the only thing you're missing. Yeah, maybe next time. The Sug Boat. Stay tuned. For Winning that, basketball games for you, Charlie. The Sug Boat. Second row, Chandler. Why See is what he, he singing? Tell him to stop. Uh, Charlie said, "Stop singing." Right, sorry, CJ. Troy D, we'll talk to you in uh, Thursday. Thursday, yes. Five o'clock. Look forward to it. Oh, bad one for Tony's Patriots. Oh, wow. God, they looked. T- I text. I did text Tony during the game. Yikes! I will reveal that text on Thursday's show. All right, there's a teaser for you. We'll see you uh, Tuesday, three o'clock, for an all-new edition of Pirate Radio Live. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the Voice of the Pirate Nation.